0: Log Talk Radio.
1: It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life there's no surrender.
2: again for coming to Bard's Logic, political talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Tonight, we got a show, Chaos in America. What are we going to do about it? Now, Supreme Court saying no to proving citizenship to vote, Planned Parenthood which I say is an oxymoron, investigated for selling aborted uh, baby parts. And we have Donald Trump in the lead for the GOP presidential primary. And we'll see whether that uh, could be a good thing or not. But definitely is, uh chaos in America. So what is happening in and to America today? Now, the BART's logic panel, as well as uh, perhaps some audience, will be discussing this tonight and press more topics. And so let's go ahead and bring in some of our good friends of the panelists. We have uh, Cindy on the line and Dan, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from Kelly soon. But first, of course, if I give deference to the ladies, uh, we will bring in Cindy first, and then I do see some other callers. And then we do have one Dustin on the line. you would like to come in, Dustin, after our panelists. We'll bring in as well. But first, let's hear from our friend Cindy. Thank you very much, Cindy, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
3: Hey, I'm doing just fine. I missed a couple of weeks or sort of missed a couple of weeks, and so I'm happy to be here. Thanks.
2: Yeah, we definitely happen to have you back. And, uh, you know, perhaps uh, some of the other folks uh, you contacted uh, will be calling in, and perhaps we will hear from our friend uh, Timmons to uh, talk about what she's been up to. Uh, perhaps not, but we'll see. It's kind of the organic nature of the show. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, speaking of one thing, is that. Uh, the when talking about is going to bring up two things here, uh, but I decided to go ahead and we'll, we'll go with the uh, Newt Gingrich one first. I mean, second, but first, we got Trump who has got 18, from my understanding, 18 uh, percent of the vote right now beating everyone uh, who is running for president of the GOP, and he's actually beating Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio in Florida. So that should be interesting. Uh, I think that he's saying, and I agree with what a lot of the pundits are saying, is he's saying a lot of what, uh, you know, the people want to hear because he's not afraid to say it. And plus, one thing about Trump is he can't be bought. What do you think, uh, Cindy?
3: Well, um, that's for sure, because he's got enough money that he doesn't need anybody else's money. But it's also interesting to note that um, the Republican Party of Florida uh, has decided not to do a straw poll this year. I would say that the reason for that is kind of obvious they're they're um, you know they're big boys Jeb and Marco um they're not beating Trump right now and I don't think they want to know that <laughs> I don't think they want any proof of that so um you know i I, I don't know Trump will definitely be a, um, a force for a while but as you and I both know, uh, when we looked at the candidates in the primaries last presidential election, uh, they weren't allowed to, the conservatives weren't allowed to go very far. The, the GOP elite, you know, the leadership knocked them down just as soon as they could possibly do that. And. They did that, whether there was a you know, a real reason to do it or not. They if they couldn't find something, they fabricated some scandal of
1: something
3: sort and uh, trounced out all these women to scandalize Herman Cain and Newt Gingrich and um I forget there was one other one. Uh anyway, um but well,
2: and I'm love- glad you well, brought up Newt Gingrich, so I'm going to bring my second point up, Cindy, and then we'll, I'll bring it back to you. And this is something that we are talking to today. And I, and I definitely want to get it out uh, to folks. Now, of course, uh, speaking of Newt, is back in 2012 when he was running, uh, he was talking about uh, putting a moon colony, or a colony on the moon. And, of course, he was ridiculed uh, by, of course, his opponents, uh, namely Mitt Romney. And he was also ridiculed... Uh, by a lot of your so-called conservative uh, news channels, uh, <clears throat> Fox News, uh, for it. But I got a recent article just as recent as July 2nd uh, about that. And so just imagine if people wouldn't have ridiculed the new, we probably would not have a second term for uh, Obama. But it has here, NASA-funded moon base study gives Duke Ingrids the last laugh. Thus far, the NASA-funded study that suggests that America – moon boots could be on lunar surface by 2021 for $10 billion, which was rolled out Monday. Not coincidentally, the 46th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing was not gotten any reaction from politicians. But Newt Gingrich, former House Speaker and a former presidential candidate, must be feeling a kind of bittersweet vindication. When he ran for president in 2012, he proposed building a commercial moon base and ran into a withering barrage of ridicule ridicule that sank his candidacy. The fun started when Gingrich ventured to Florida's Space Coast and presented the moon-based proposal to a large appreciative crowd. The idea seemed like a no-brainer. NASA's Kennedy Space Center then, as now, was reeling from the effects of the end of the Space Shuttle Program and President Obama's cancellation of the Constellation Program. A moon base by 2020 would spark economic growth, provide jobs, and yield intangible benefits to the United States in the form of new technology, scientific discovery, and commercial uh, exploration of the moon's resources. The other shoe drops when Mitt Romney fell, and we all would know what happened to him, folks, right? Uh, Mitt Romney fell upon the moon base proposal like a wolf on the fold. This is, I guess, a quote from Romney. I spent 25 years in business. If I had a business executive come to me and say they wanted to spend a few hundred billion dollars to put a colony on the moon, I'd say you're fired. He said during a debate. The eventual Republican presidential nominee was uncommonly cynical, even by political standards. He included a number of returns to the moon advocates, including former NASA Administrator Mike Brisson, on his list of advisors. The end came when a Saturday Night Live aired, as we recall this, and I know I do, that's one of the reasons why I don't watch Saturday Night Live, uh, a skit really joined Kuhl- Gingrich's moon base idea. Shortly, it, and the former speaker's candidacy sunk out of sight. Fast forward three and a half years later, and we see that NASA funded study suggests that a commercial moon base is doable. For a fraction of the few hundred billion dollars that Romney claimed it would cost. Moreover, it might actually save NASA money in the long run by providing a source of rocket fuel for deep space exploration to Mars and other destinations. Gingrich must be thinking of an alternative history, a subject he has written a number of excellent novels about, in which such a study had been available when he was running for president. Instead of reacting to Romney's jobs with incoherence, Gingrich could have waved a study in front of his rival's face and shown him the visionless politician he was, as well as the rest of the politicians that were on that, in my opinion, at least most of them, then Gingrich might have been the presidential nominee and not the Massachusetts moderate. Could Gingrich have won the general election? A case could be made either way. Gingrich has more intellectual heft than any 10 other politicians. On the other hand, he is notoriously undisciplined. Still, the idea of a Gingrich administration preparing the way for a return to the moon, not to mention all the other things it might be undertaking, is an intriguing one. In any case, Gingrich at least has the satisfaction of having the last, last, last on his detractors. So there you go, folks. I mean, and that's one of the things that when I was interviewed uh, by a uh, media outlet on why I supported New Gingrich, and I, they were shocked when I brought up the moon base they you know, like, what? what? What do you mean? And I state, you know, simply put it, he was the only one who had any innovative, futuristic ideas, okay, to bring America forth. And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight, getting us out of this chaos, getting America with where we are going. And it looks like if we would have just listened to new, not just, of course, not us here, uh, but the rest of the Republicans and so-called conservatives in the media, We might not be having this conversation tonight about the chaos that's going on in America uh, because we would have very well may have had a New Gingrich presidency. Uh, What do you say about that, Cindy? And then we'll go ahead and bring in Dan.
3: Well, what an unfortunate take on the moon issue for uh, poor old Mitt Romney and the GOP. However, when they said, uh, when he made his comments in the debates and when people began to malign newt because of his moon plan um they they knew that this was coming in the future they they weren't that stupid but they knew that most of the people out here in in the real world didn't know that how far along the 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 science and technology has gone in order to uh move towards that direction but you remember we uh almost had Kent Rominger on, who works for NASA. Um, he right. was told that he was told by NASA told no. <laughs>
2: that our,
3: yeah, our show was too political and that he couldn't come on. But uh, basically, um, there is a lot going on at NASA, and NASA is only getting a portion of their funding from the government. Uh, a lot of it is a lot of people believe in the space program. And a lot of wealthy people want to get involved. A lot of wealthy people want to take a ride to the moon, or at least up into space. Um, there is a huge business on the horizon. I know here in our county, Volusia County, we worked hard to try to get the space, uh, the spaceport here. We lost that battle thanks to the environmentalist wackos. Um, but we 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 almost had it, and uh, we knew how you know what that was going to do for our economy to have NASA uh, a spaceport here. It wasn't NASA; it was a private individual uh, or a private company or a conglomeration of companies. I can't remember exactly who it was now, but anyway, um, <clears throat> they they uh, were very serious about it, and they were willing to risk hundreds of millions, if not billions, on it. So. Um, you know, this is big business and, and the fact that Newt was ahead of the game just goes to show you that, um, he, he, if people would give him a chance, you'd be surprised it would happen, what would happen in this nation. Now, as far as Trump is concerned, um, now they called Newt, uh, undisciplined, loose cannon. Well, they're going to say the same thing about Trump because, as you can see in the, lo- lo- in the latest news media, he is uh, a loose cannon. His mouth goes wherever it leads him, <laughs> wherever he mm-hmm. feels like he goes. But I, I do have to defend the last thing that supposedly uh, whittled away a little bit of his support. Um, you know, he he did say that he didn't he didn't think McCain was a Hero, a war hero, but uh, he's not so far off the trail with that, and and it's a shame that more people don't know it. But um, McCain's own book, Faith of My Fathers, uh, gives a confession basically that uh, he was he was he felt shame for cooperating with the enemy. Um, oh my
2: God! It, yeah, I have that book actually. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: And, and some of his fellow prisoners that were tortured and did not collaborate um you know they they wanted they wanted the they want the word out that you know not all of us uh gave in and you know helped the the enemy and also um, you know his dad was the Admiral, I think, uh, uh, in that part of the, over there in the, in the seas over there, he was, uh, like the head Admiral or something like that, but anyway, um, it's, it's believed that he was handled specially anyway because of that, you know, like, um, they were, they were, like, using him as, uh, I don't know, a way to get at, um, you know, our, our Pentagon or whoever was at the at the top. But um, one, one I'm reading here from an, an article, it says one account that appeared on the wire service entitled, P.W. Songbird is pilot, son of Admiral, reported that McCain may have gone beyond an acceptable level of collaboration in assisting the psychological warfare offenses aimed at American servicemen. The broadcast was a, uh, being to American servicemen in South Vietnam as a part of a propaganda series attempting to counter charges by the U.S. Defense Secretary Melvin Laird that American prisoners are being mistreated in North Vietnam. So he basically did collaborate with the enemy. And I don't know whether Trump knew that or not. I didn't like what his reasoning was. He said, well, I don't really like McCain because I, I, I don't call him a war hero because he got captured. I like guys that didn't get captured. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense at all. Right. Except, for the it, fact, except for the one thing that he he did say, the only reason McCain was a, a war hero, considered a war hero, is because he was captured. And then right, if he hadn't right. been captured, would not have been considered a war hero so i don't know that but trump definitely has has a loose mouth <laughs> and i don't know so, how you know, far yeah, that
2: certainly i think I, I think right now at least in the republican party uh, i mean i know it's only 18 percent uh but if you think about it i mean maybe it's a, a breath of fresh air maybe we're tired of all these stuffed shirts uh who you know are always trying to be politically correct and then you have, you know, those who, you know, like Rand Paul, who's supposed to be this big libertarian, uh, endorses, you know, you know the cl- uh, moderates who are actually, instead of conservatives, when it comes to Matt Bevin, when, you know, when he had a chance to endorse Matt Bevin, instead he endorsed Mitch McConnell when he had the opportunity, you know, for the Senate, when they were running the primary for the Senate. I um, mean, he had the opportunity in 2012. To endorse uh, Gingrich when Gingrich was still in the race. Instead, he endorses Mitt Romney. You know, so I mean, I really, I mean, I I, I used to be a fan of Paul, you know, maybe not so much. Um, There's definitely other candidates uh, who are in the ring right now uh, that I would vote for, you know, before I'd vote for Rand Paul. Uh, One of those would be Ted Cruz. And heck, at this point, I think I'd rather have Trump. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens during the debates uh next you know, next week. I'm I'm looking forward to uh uh discussing that and uh, and talking about that for you know, a couple shows. Uh you know, get what the the panelists here think about that. And so let's go well, ahead I and
3: more, I hope he does a little more research uh for the debate on that McCain issue because I wouldn't want him well, to go yeah. into the debate and make that same argument that he just made. He needs to make the correct well, argument, the one that they're really Oh well, and
2: I agree. You know, I agree, but i, but I don't think that I mean and I, and whoever would bring the debate up, I think would be stupid. I mean that's not even part of the discussion, you know what I mean yeah. I, I don't think we I don't think that should be a debate question because that has nothing to do with uh, the topics and the issues that are facing America today. I really don't So um,
3: there's been several candidates now that have come out. Uh, hard on the GOP leadership. And, and, you know, Ted Cruz from the Senate floor, uh, Fiorini, and then uh, Trump. And I I tell you, they may be inundated, the GOP elite may be inundated with so many people um, coming out against them and exposing them and uh, just trouncing them that they may not have a proper argument. They, they singled out, you know, one or two guys last time and called them loose cannons and, and all that kind of stuff. But when you have several of your top candidates saying the same thing and, and really getting, um, uh, uh, and, and they don't mind being, you know, straightforward and truthful and exposing the party for what it's been doing, Um, I don't know how they can fight against that. Somehow they've got to, wow, I I just can't wait to see what their strategy is going to be.
1: Yeah, you know,
2: I I, I definitely am. This is one of my exciting seasons of the year. I really like uh, the, you know, presidential season. Um, Just to see how things pan out. And one of the questions I want to ask everyone tonight is about, you know, the chaos in America and what are we going to do about it is, is the electoral system even working for the American people? I mean, because we have, and we're going to bring these questions to Dan, and then uh, then we'll move uh, forward, bring Dustin on, uh, some other folks on the line. Uh, but is it even with the, the political system? Is it even working? Are we having what? Well, I want to go back, you know, as a little disclaimer, I'm going to go back to the, the hanging chads, if you yes, ask, because I don't trust those. Uh, computer counts. I really don't. I think they could be manipulated uh, too much. But is even the electoral system even working for us? And then also, what what can we do about reigning in these Supreme Court justices and you know make you know pretty much making law and just allowing things like these uh, illegal immigrants to make it so much easier for them to to vote and skew and, and skew the election results? Let's go ahead and bring these questions to Dan. Thank you very much, Dan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? It's good to hear from you.
4: Amazingly good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I missed I missed being on and uh, when you were on vacation and uh, I had stuff going on. And we've been incredibly busy here. Uh, so to just to jump right into it, uh, first of all, the fun stuff, before we get to the topics, uh, because you guys were talking about some fun stuff, uh, Britain has actually come up with a Star Trek version, a Star Trek type of impulse drive. They don't know how it works. They haven't figured it out, but it works. And without any kind of fuel just picking up solar energy and converting it to microwaves, having it bounce around in a chamber, somehow it manages to move things. So, hey, maybe we're going to get there a lot easier than people think. And uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, for all you know, my reservations about him as a president, he's right about a lot of things, and he was definitely right about something else besides this space program that is technological, which is uh, EMP, which is Electromagnetic Pulse. Folks, that could Mm -hmm. happen from uh, the sun putting out a flare. There was just an article out from NASA, which is no surprise to people who are following science, saying we'd have at best like a 12- to 18-hour warning, and it could fry the whole grid. It's happened before, but it happened back just before the Civil War when we didn't have technology, and it fried telegraph lines. I mean, they caught fire. They melted. Our grid is very, very, very vulnerable, and if it wasn't the sun, we have enemies This could happen with one nuclear bomb detonated high overhead. Just not enough to to blow anything up, but putting out those electromagnetic radiations, uh, the rays that Mm -hmm. would fry our sensitive microcircuits. So there is a law that's uh, being pushed in Congress. Well, it's not being pushed very much. Maybe we should push it. In the meantime, you want to be prepared for any kind of emergency. And if you're prepared for anything, you're prepared for everything. So moving on, uh, you also mentioned chaos as the theme. Um, There's no chaos in America. I'm telling you right now. Uh, The old order, the the New World Order, uh, wants you to think that things are really chaotic and scary and dangerous so that they can come in and take over. Now, why haven't they taken over? Because we're winning. The statists have no support. Nobody shows up for their events. Nobody cares. You won't see it in the mainstream media, but if you're on social media, you will see there are more and more and more people who not only chime in and hit the like button, but who are actually doing stuff. First, they sign some petitions, and then maybe they write a letter, and then maybe they show up at a meeting, and they're on an overpass with James Neighbors or, or, or any number of things, or they get involved in the 3% movement, the militia movement, uh, or in specific issue-oriented campaigns. We've, we've had successes, folks, and the politicians know this. They're scared to death. They are scared to death. How do I know we're winning? Well, there's no martial law. They could do it. It's on the books. It's not constitutional, but they have the law. There's no martial law. Hitler and Stalin made things legal. Yes. And then they did it. Yes. But they had a lot of stupid people. Useful idiots who went out and supported him. Do you see rallies, giant rallies, in support of Obama and uh, Pelosi and Reid and, for that matter, Boehner and McConnell's agenda? Do you see that? No, you don't. We, we're, you don't see a foreign invasion or anyone seriously threatening that. You don't see widespread rioting. There's the occasional thing that burns out after two or three days and it was provoked to begin with. You don't see armed insurrection. I, I know some really, really sober, responsible, nice, decent, law-abiding, dangerous people who really, I mean, they, a lot of them were trained by our military. And uh, they have stuff, and they know what to do with it. You don't see them using it, do you? There haven't been any assassinations. There haven't been any mobilizations. Uh, we're surging. We're not disarmed, and that's really the key right there to not losing it all. We're not incarcerated. Yeah, they're picking a few off the edges. I hope it's not me and you, but, but you know, yeah, a few. They're, we're not disenfranchised. That's the key. When you talk about the electoral system, the political system, okay, and the electoral college, yeah, it's got problems, but I wouldn't change it. I, I don't like the idea of a winner takes all. I, I like proportional representation so that each county or each political group uh, subdivision like a, a congressional subdivision gets to pick their own delegate. And that's representative democracy right there. Um, you I'd like to more, see the,
2: the paper ballots. Yeah. That's, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like these I electronic ballots record. is what I'm
4: saying. Not a bit. I want to see a paper record. Here, I'm going to give you some examples of how we're winning. Here in Pennsylvania, um, <clears throat> we got a, a, a judge named uh, Paul Panapino. He's been a judge for 24 years, and uh, not a whiff of scandal. Across the entire United States, there is only a handful of judges who are rated by the Bar Association as 100% for ruling based on constitutional principle, which means the constitutional principle of their state and of the United States. He is the only one in Pennsylvania. Consequently, he could not get an endorsement from the Republican Party the Democrats, forget that. They're not, I have friends taking over the Democrat Party. They've got an uphill battle. They're working on it. It's, they're, they're a number of years behind my friends taking over the Republican Party, which we still got a lot of work to do. Anyway, if you wanted to be a Democrat or a Republican in the primary, you needed 1,000 signatures on a petition. That's pretty reasonable. Uh, if you want to be an independent Sixteen thousand six hundred and seventy signatures. Sixteen thousand six hundred and seventy signatures in the middle of the summer in a heat wave, and because you have a specific window, you can gather these signatures. As of last Friday, uh, Paul Panapindo, this judge I know, uh, who is by the way a friend of Antonin Scalia on the Supreme Court, has twenty-five thousand signatures, and we are we were still collecting right up until today. We're, they're all getting sent in. He's announcing Friday; they get turned in Monday. Okay, so there's a potential win. We're going to have an independent on the ballot. Now, the reason we kept working after we hit sixteen six seventy is because you absolutely mm-hmm. know they're going to challenge it. it oh, if it's yeah. not the Republicans, it's the Democrats. Maybe they'll get together. And Pennsylvania had this law. I'm going to say had. The law was on the books up until last Friday, and what it did was. It made the loser in a challenge. In other words, if you're just collecting signatures and someone challenges you, if you end up not having enough signatures that are verifiable for whatever reason, hey, he signed it in crayon, hey, uh, his, I, he wrote Dan and his name is Daniel, yeah, whatever it is, okay, you were fined. I mean, in addition to paying the court costs and paying the opponent's legal fees, you were fined. Ralph Nader, back in the 90s, was running for president, tried to get on the ballot with petition signatures here in Pennsylvania. I'm not a big fan of Ralph Nader. I don't like his politics. I respect him as an honest man. The voters deserved a right to choose, and he was offering a very clear choice from the the status quo. And they ended up fining him close to $100,000. They seized his bank account. Okay, yeah, he's written books, but this guy's not a rich man. And that was it. This Friday passed a federal judge threw out that Pennsylvania law because he said the Pennsylvania Constitution clearly says, and it does, that there have to be free and fair elections. That's not free. That's not fair. So they're going to challenge my friend Paul Panapino and I think he's going to win. But even if he doesn't, he's not going to go bankrupt doing it. And you want to talk about uh, how bad things are we've got a special election for a state representative uh, it's not a national issue but it's the same as the issues in your neighborhood uh, in Delaware County it's a very big bedroom county a suburban county right outside of Philadelphia very populous okay that's where the uh, Boeing Vertol plant that makes the uh, Osprey is anyway the Democrat I'm not even going to mention her name uh, she's pretty much hopeless she's an Obama clone uh, the Republican Party there chose to endorse. They have a candidate. He's he's just awesome. His name is Paul Mullen and he is the an AFL-CIO president. No, no, no you heard me right. The Republicans chose an a union leader who is affiliated with a bunch Hello. of corrupt union leaders some of whom have just gone to jail for the rest of their lives for arson and beatings and all kinds of other nasty stuff, but then again, we don't have to pick that person because there's a write-in campaign that looks extremely promising, and this is next Monday. A lot of stuff happening, even in the heat of summer. Um, a woman named Lisa Esler, who is staunch conservative, and I, I don't like that word conservative, liberal. You know I don't like those words. What? How about if we say constitutionalist with fiscal common sense? Which means she respects your rights, She she wants government to do what it's supposed to do only. She wants it to be efficient and not waste your money, which, hey, I I have a hard time disagreeing with that. But anyway, she's running as a write-in. Now, to get to the big national politics, you know, the the big stage where uh, all the uh, mainstream media will have us focusing our attention on, instead of where we should be, which is our own local races so that we can develop and groom the leaders that we really want, and so that we can say no to the federal government, because we'll have some people with cojones, male or female. Donald Trump is surging in the polls, because for the most part, he's telling the truth. He, he is saying those things that Americans know to be true. But there's almost no politicians on the national say, stage who are willing to say it. Now, that's, that's, that's fine. He's saying the right things. But this does not make a great man the job of president of the United States. Ross Perot. Does anybody remember Ross Perot? If you're a youngster, you didn't learn history. Um, I remember Ross Perot. (laughs) I'm sure you do. He said there would be a big sucking sound of American jobs going overseas if NAFTA was passed. And he was right. But this is a guy who made an immense fortune almost exclusively through crony government contracts. All Perot's candidacy did was to ensure Bill Clinton got elected in 92. For that matter... Barack Obama said some damn good things in 2008, too. Does anybody remember his promises to cut the debt? He was going to close Guantanamo. He was going to run the most transparent administration in history. Listen, somebody says something, check first to see if it's true. But then, even if it's true, ask if the walk matches the talk. Trump's political path has been one of supporting and promoting progressive candidates and campaigns almost exclusively. He's been a longtime and a major recent donor to all kinds of corruptocrats, including Hillary Clinton. His commitment to constitutional rights is lukewarm at best. Okay, He doesn't like the Second Amendment, etc. In his personal dealings, you will notice that only two things are certain, that the Donald comes out on top and the little guy gets screwed. Now, look, when I was young, I was a progressive. I know there are only two ways that people change. The usual path, similar to my own, I'm not saying I'm like Ronald Reagan, but he had a similar path. A lot of us have gotten there. David Horowitz, uh, people who were one way became another with a slow, gradual, often painful series of knocks and shocks that leads them, that led me over time to, in my case, the constitutional view that I hold so firmly today. Now, there's another way far rarer. It's a sudden revelation. Uh, Even as a Jew, I can say a coming to Jesus moment. You all know what that is. And that Mm -hmm. overnight can change somebody. Uh, There there are examples of this in history. They're rare. John Newton, he was an English slave trader, and he wrote Amazing Grace, which everyone knows. And after he came to God... He spent the rest of his life and almost all of his fortune, which is almost the equivalent of billions today, fighting to end slavery in England, and he was successful in the end. But with the Donald, just like with Perot, just like with Obama, there's been no evolution of views and certainly no sudden revelation. These people speak for effect only. Trump, here's what he's here for. His his rhetoric, his presence sucks the air out of the room and steals the wind from the other candidates' sails But strangely, maybe not so strangely, the only attacks on the Don are for his raw, intemperate rhetoric, the crap that he says. Nobody, hardly anybody, calls out his questionable history in their arguments and defenses. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but patterns, we all know they're often indications of unknown facts. If this guy follows prior patterns, he could win the nomination only to crash and burn when his past is explained to the public. Which could guarantee a Democrat win, and if he's elected, I'm afraid Trump would rule as a rhino. He would push policy by royal decree, to no less a degree than our current king, Obama. Listen, before I, t- I hand it over because I don't want to monopolize, and I got tons of other stuff to say. Yeah, you bring but, uh, Dustin on next, go ahead. Uh, excellent. Um, the, the masters or the would be masters who would rule us as king. These elites, they're no fools. Not only do they know the truth, they know they're in danger. All of their carefully laid incremental plans are going to come to nothing if the people who hold the real power wake up. And right now, it is a race between us waking up and them sealing the deal, and they're losing. It's not surprising to me that they would put candidates forth who say what we want, who look like we want them to look, who seem just right. We had that surge election recently. Uh, Everyone remember last year? And we put all these people in, and what have they done? Mm -hmm. The reason is not because they've all been scared. Because, you know what, somebody would be brave enough to say I was threatened. Somebody would be brave enough to say I was bought off. The reason is because most of them weren't real to begin with. That's why we need to concentrate on our local races, your, your township, that person you elect to school board, that person in your county, that person, is, you're going to get a chance to vet them for real. They don't get a pass. Uh, Marco Rubio and a lot of these other people, I'm not picking on him, but a lot of them, if you followed their, their careers, they were stinky from almost day one. So how are we going to be surprised now because they're saying the right thing, that they stink? They stink because they always stank. They, they do corrupt deals. <laughs> they do insider deals. They, they don't care about the Constitution and the basic law. They make government bigger and they make it cost more and they get in our, bu- our lives and our business and they're screwing up. They're screwing up so bad and that America's waking up because it's got pain. And they say, wait, the same guy who says he's going to fix it is the same guy who said he would fix it and the fix is the same shit that's, excuse my French, who's, which is causing us the problem in the first place. Listen, in this race, we've got the fascists that are so eager that they can taste it and would do anything. But we've got patriots who crave liberty more than the air they breathe. Listen, I'm going to die. I, I, hopefully not real soon, uh, but I'm getting I'm closer to that end than the other, I would think, at 54. Um, and I've had a full life. A lot of you have kids younger than mine. Someday these kids might have kids, and we'll get on to the Planned Parenthood thing in another segment, I'm sure. And they right. deserve something that we're not giving them. So it's our responsibility to step up, and we're doing it. And with that, like I said, i got tons more, but please bring the other person in.
2: Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, bring in Dustin. Dustin, thank you very much for coming to the show. Thank you for your patience. You see some other folks in the line. If you'd like to get on the show, uh, just press the 1 on your number dial, and I would like to get in. And if you are listening and not called in yet, give us a call at 347 945 Seven, four, two, eight. And if you'd like to get in, as I said, push the one on your number dial and we'll get you into the show. And you can also join our roundtable discussion. One thing for the new folks here that's uh, kind of different is once you're on the show, uh, instead of just spending five, ten minutes with us, you are welcome to spend the remainder of the show with us and stay with our roundtable discussion and uh, try to bring it back uh, to everyone as equally as I can Uh and so with that being said, let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Justin. Thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, Cindy was kind enough to hit me up on Facebook right before you guys got on air.
3: So uh, I'm going to hop. I'm Justin, not go Justin.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to call him out on it, his own show. <laughs> Glad um, to
2: have you. I missed so that really, part, I'm I guess. And... No worries.
0: No worries. No um, worries. I'm just going to hop in here and kind of throw, th- throw some uh, gasoline on the fire here. I'm not a, a fan of Trump in any way, shape, or form. And the fact that he's saying maybe good things is, is happenstance, chance, and the fact that he's a self-aggrandizer. There is no redeeming value in that because he is, as Michelle Malkin showed in 2011, he has no problem bullying people who own their own property and, vi- and, uh, and violating eminent domain. In 2012, he was stopped in immigration. He used to support single payer. He, he is this self aggrandizer of, of the worst kind. And by promoting him, I very much fear. I'm guilty of it. I, I put comment at Hot Air. I'm an occasional contributor to HotAir.com. And I put a piece up there talking about Trump. And I and I fell into the trap of talking about Trump and the Confederate flag rather than more important issues facing this country. But that's what the media wants us to talk about because it makes Republicans look bad, in the eyes of many, especially the way they sell it, and B., it keeps candidates who I think are much, much, much better—and actually, semi-honest. I would never say a politician is honest, but semi-honest, such as Scott Walker or Bobby Jindal—it sucks the air out of their, out of their, um, their campaigns. While we all focus on Trump and his, his very dishonest representations of what he allegedly believes. So and I'm not disagreeing with you, but well, well that, that
2: being said, real quick, that being said, why do you think that he's at 18% right now and beating the other candidates?
0: I think something you said uh, very, at the very beginning of the show is, is, is very correct. Um, well, two things. First of all, this is only Republicans. This is not the American people writ large. And secondly, things that people want to hear. People want to see somebody basically, and I'm not going to, you know, pardon my language here. People want to see somebody say, you know, F you to the system. Uh, there's a guy named Matt Walsh. I don't know if any of you are familiar with him. He's a Catholic blogger, he had his own blog, but now he's over at The Blaze, and he's very popular, especially among Catholics, in part because I believe, in my own personal theory, no proof of this. But I think he says what a lot of other people want to say, but either they have responsibilities to their families, they may not be able to articulate it well enough, for whatever reason, they don't say it. And I think that's where Trump is really, he's capitalizing on this. He's a self-promoter, and he's very good at it. He's gone bankrupt four times. He's not a good businessman. But he knows how to self-aggrandize, to, to self-promote, and that's what he's doing really well. He's capitalizing on a lot of anger right now. That, uh, as you said earlier, a lot of most politicians, most wannabe politicians, won't capitalize on that anger, partly because they don't. They, they want to look good to the media. And as someone who lives within the Beltway and has been here for almost seven years, you know, I, I fall prey to that sometimes. It's really hard to resist the, you know, oh, if I be nice to the Washington Post, they'll be nice to me. Well yeah, they'll be nice to you while they stab you in the back. You know, there's always <laughs> uh, a balance and, and Trump is really putting back. It, so don't rant here. Go ahead, guys. Beat me up. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: that was a really oh, nice was, rant, Dustin. Right, listen, no, what I listen, I think
0: you're mean? right about him being self grandizing.
4: Yes, I, mean, yeah.
3: I think he's, he's you're right about him being self aggrandizing. He's he's always been that way. Anything he can do to get himself uh, attention, public attention. Uh, he's done it, um, and you know there is one other thing I thought early on that I kept it to myself because everybody calls me a conspiracy theorist all the time. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what I thought. What I thought the first thing when he started coming up in the polls, I said, "What if he's working for the GOP leadership to divert support from other co- conservatives like you know Carson or
4: uh, Walker Cruz?"
3: Cruz Walker and all the rest. You know, I I I just I just see him as being that. I mean, when you look at where he used to be, he was a Democrat and he's given a lot of money to Democrats even after he became a Republican. So, you know, what is what is there about him that we should trust him? I mean, he's um tossed away at least two wives that we know of and didn't seem to have any qualms about that. Um you know, what does he do in business? You know, businessmen don't always get ahead because they're, you know, sweet and nice and honest. Look, and
4: uh, truthful. Cindy, he, he's not a businessman. He's not a businessman. Well, he's a monopolist. You call a no, what? A monopolist. Do you oh, like I'm the game Monopoly? Uh, yes. He grew up, and a poor, deprived child in a Manhattan townhouse at the feet of his father who owned a quarter of downtown Manhattan what a poor upbringing that was and he sat at his father's feet as his (laughs) father made deals with wealthy insiders who he still hangs out with and he hasn't he he could not beat if, if you took away money gave him 10 grand and took 10 entrepreneurs who have small businesses or have failed in small businesses off the street and gave them 10 grand Trump wouldn't be able to do a damn thing without his pals paving the way for him. In any case, I think uh, as far as being a constitutionalist or a statesman, he's as much of that as, um, as the songbird McCain is a hero, who is a hero as much as John McCain is a patriot or a constitutionalist. So if you want to call them, these days you can call anybody you want anything you want or sorry you can't call but they can call themselves so if Caitlin uh, Jenner wants to be a girl uh, okay if uh, the woman uh, what the heck is her name uh, I can picture her face
0: uh, Dalzol, the, the, the Rachel Dalzol yeah.
4: yeah if she she if she's channeling her inner black woman uh, me um, I keep trying to channel <laughs> great statesmen I, and, and don't laugh folks uh, I know I'm not one of them <laughs> But you've got to have an example. So rather than wanting to be a rap star or a pop idol or um, any of that crap, there are people throughout history who you can admire. There are people in politics like George Washington uh, who had honor, people like uh, Mother Teresa. So hold them up as your your idols, your examples, and try to be like them. And look for the people who are trying to be like them not just the glad hand and the big warm smile and the right words but the the heart that is dedicated to what's right and you can tell it's not that hard to tell you just look at what they do John Boehner to this day and thank God they're trying to get rid of him right now and Mitch McConnell who I you know I cringe to saying their names anymore but they keep saying the right things. They really do. I mean, if you just listen to the stuff that they put out, they sound like the staunchest constitutionalists, the the people who are so much in favor of liberty and limited government and uh, clean, honest, open administration and efficient uh, economies. That. You know, th- there'd be absolutely nothing wrong with them. They, this country would be on an even keel, cruising ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to, that's not an endorsement, at full speed. <laughs> and we, we'd be amazing the world if they were telling the truth. But yet, they keep saying this stuff. People go, well, yeah, I agree with that. You can agree with Donald Trump. When he says some of the stuff he says, I agree with what the stuff he's saying. Uh, I have no problem saying somebody else is right any more than I have a problem saying when I'm wrong. But if the person isn't sincere, then why do we want to give them any kind of power? Uh, here in Pennsylvania, to move on to the Planned Parenthood thing, we have a special distinction in Governor Wolf. Um, he's our new governor for almost a year now, and or uh, a little over a year, and he hasn't done a single thing. He hasn't passed a budget. He can't get most of his uh, people uh,
1: uh,
4: uh, appointed, uh, The, the Pennsylvania State Police Commissioner had to, you know, drop out because nobody would support the, the jerk. Um, and the reason is because we have a Republican majority in the House and Senate here. But, no, that's not the reason. We have this majority, and there are some good ones there. There's a few good ones. The rest of them are scared to death because... We are on our hind legs and howling, and we're in their districts. We're going out with multiple groups, joining together in their home district, canvassing their own neighborhoods, where they live, telling their neighbors, yeah, this guy's really nice, and he talks a good game, and here's how he's voting, and here's what he's voting for. Put the pressure on, and we're holding town meetings with hundreds of people at local meetings showing up. Okay? And you know what? The major media, even the local media, won't cover it. It doesn't matter. We've got the social media, we've got word of mouth, and it is covering it. But the distinction that Governor Wolf has is that he is the first and only governor who used to escort women to get abortions at Planned Parenthood. And after these horrible, horrific, Mengele-like videos came out, and there's more, there's a a whole series of nine more coming out, three so far, with them haggling over body parts of dismembered children. Don't say Mm -hmm. fetus. Say child, human children, and there's actually the latest one, I, I, I had to watch it, uh, if you have a weak stomach you may, not, I, I had a nightmare, they're actually showing these dismembered children oh, it's horrible but he's looking into it and he just appointed health and Ser- human services uh, director uh, this new, or no, sorry his, uh, his chief of staff is stepping down to run for office or a different office. We'll get to her in another show. She's a piece of work. But he's appointing a woman who's the head of Planned Parenthood. Yes, that's right. And he's going to look into it. Nothing to look at here, folks. Move along. I, I don't understand we why. It, well, just to finish up a thought and then toss it back to Planned Parenthood. I, my sister is i – I'm not mentioning her by name. She's a, a – Liberal. I was a progressive. I was a thug. Uh, I was a union guy. Um, but she's very animal rights. I have no objection to that. It's one of the only things across the board that decent people with a heart can agree on. We may not agree on a lot of other stuff, but when it comes to seeing a, a, an abused pit bull, a, a burnt kitten, um, a wolf, or rather, sorry, a lion shot by some asshole, to, oh, it's not late enough. I keep cursing tonight. Uh, sorry, uh, by this dentist dude who went out there and paid a bunch of money so he could uh, prove his manhood and shoot a lion that there's not that many lions left. And and I get it. I feel sorry. I don't like that. That's a, that's a nasty thing to do. You know, I'm not against hunting, but that's that's not really hunting. And he's not going to eat it. He doesn't need to kill it. It's a trophy for him. People of conscience, people of good heart, of the left and the right. Even the people who are low information, I don't pay attention to anything, see this stuff and they go, that's just wrong. That's cruel. And yet, these same people can't say the same thing for human babies. Almost 60 million. That outdoes Hitler he's we're on track in america almost at outdo stalin another four or five years will probably outdo mao zedong america could be the biggest mass murderer in history and it's not even picking on people uh, granted you know new york last year just last year more black babies aborted than black children born But it's not picking on blacks. It's not picking on Jews. It's not picking on, uh, you know, like the Khmer Rouge did, the intellectuals. It's not picking on a specific class of adults who have a choice, who who can try to get away, who could fight, who could, you know, avail themselves of means legal or violent. No, the very weakest of us, the, the, the most precious of us, the ones who have the most potential and who have done no harm. There's not a single adult out there who can say i've done no harm not one who can say i've never deliberately harmed a person knowing i shouldn't do it i've never been bad i've never sinned if you don't like religion don't use that word there's not one of us out there who can say that but these babies every one of them you could say that about and you'd have to because they have no voices we have to speak for them so when i when i hear all these people who are sad about the lion and i tell them i am too but don't tell me that you have a heart or that you care about life until you tell me that you're going to stop what these butchers are doing to our babies. And with that, I still have more. Stop me quick. And, yeah, uh, definitely. It over to else. <laughs>
2: before you, before you. Thank you. B- before you, uh, what does Kelly call it? And I do see uh, Kelly and the we'll in the uh, lines. We'll be bringing him in a little bit. Uh, a
5: deadly sin. Th-
2: yes. Yeah. Doing the ace. So we do have uh, another person on the line, but let's go ahead and uh, bring things back uh, to, uh, whoops, we, uh, to. You, Dustin? There we go. I thought I missed it there for a second, and then we'll bring in. Uh, we we'll got a caller, Sam, and then uh, we got uh, you, Cindy, and let's go from there. Go ahead, uh, Dustin.
0: Um. Thanks, guys. I actually have to, I have to go to bed in about four minutes, so
1: I'm not oh, going wow, to okay. you
0: guys. But uh, but I. But I want to say, hey, first of all, appreciate you guys having me on. But secondly, a little piece of breaking news. I don't know if you checked online in the last half an hour, 45 minutes, but a California court just ordered the Center for Medical Progress, which has been releasing the, the Pallion Parenthood videos. They just ordered them to not release one because STEM Express well, says that this violates um, the, the California two-party two recording law. Uh, oh good. I hope somebody goes to jail.
4: So, no. I'll go to jail for that. I'll go to jail. I'll release it.
0: Well here well here's the, I'm, Hold, I'm hold saying on, then, right go Dan. go ahead Hold on, Dan. let
2: he's gonna get he, he's gonna I, go I soon. Yeah, I know. so let yes, him go ahead and apologize. finish the yeah, was, but, comment, Dan. Well, so, I get carried so, away.
0: So, so here's the point though. We no problem. just what I wanted is according to the C M P they gave um I work for Life News full time and they gave us exclusive comments we're feuding, um, the court and let me recording feuding, excuse me, stem ex- according to, um, Oh, fudge, I can't find it offhand. Anyway, what uh, David De Dilaudin told us was that he, um, that it only apply that law in California that only allows one, you know, two parties have to approve only applies in private conversation. But because they were in restaurants and they were around other people, it's, it, he, they believe, and they're, they're going to argue this in court, that it's not a private conversation. You can check out the details at LifeSite News. So I just thought that was interesting. It just broke like an hour and a half ago. So you know, it's, it's not out there very much. So your listeners are going to be first people to really hear about it. Um, of course, again, I'm going to repitch LifeSite News because I work there, but the AP actually had the article first, Associated Press. Um, I expect to see the liberals running with this tomorrow even though the laden told us that it's a very limited ruling and that there isn't a whole lot of bite there. And in fact, he considers the ruling more a victory for his side than it is for Planned Parenthood and STEM express. Uh, Last comment, just about the Capitol Hill debate on abortion. Uh, I wrote a piece for hot air and another piece for the federalist where I analyzed how the idea of defunding Planned Parenthood, it's really on the verge of being impossible and not just because of the politics, but also because, The funding streams are nearly impossible to figure out. Even the Government Accountability Office couldn't figure it out back in March. And related, the bill that they're looking at now um, that Mitch McConnell decided to back, Rand Paul wanted to actually do a maneuver. He wanted to attach the pro-life bill, the the defund bill, to um, the must-pass transportation bill. McConnell shot him down. And now the whole Senate, you know, all the Republicans are going to back this bill that defunds, you know, ostensibly defunds Planned Parenthood. But it's a standalone bill, which means it takes 60 votes. And it will not mm-hmm. be attached to must-pass legislation, which means that Obama can say, I don't like it, I veto it, they're done, gone. Whereas if you put in the must-pass legislation, then you have the Republicans actually saying to Obama, tell the American people that you want to fund Planned Butcherhood, as some people are calling it on Twitter. You know, you want to fund the selling of, of fetal parts and the fetal harvesting, which, you know, obviously is, is horrible and may actually be illegal. Fund that, you know, make, make that your priority instead of transportation for the rest of the country. Rather than have that battle, the people in Capitol Hill have decided to, to ditch it um, because they apparently don't want that fight. This is a fight they had in 2011. To his, to his credit, Speaker Boehner had, had that fight. Uh, unfortunately, you know, they backed down and apparently they're not even going to try to have the fight this time around. So anyway, that's, again, ending the rant there. Thanks for having me on, folks, and um, I'll look forward to being on another Dustin. time. Dustin, before hey, you Dustin, go. Dustin
2: yeah, we'd like to have you on again. Before you go, right. what's your you,
4: Dustin, hold Take on. Take care.
0: Since oh, what, what's, you're, up, what's up? I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, I have a question. I
4: have a question for you. Yeah. Since you're a public figure and you write for various news uh, organizations – Would you mind sharing with me and the rest of the listeners out here your last name so that we can look for your work and uh, like you, et cetera, on all the various social media?
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Dustin is my first name, like Dustin Hoffman. Last name is Siggins, S as in Sam, I-G-G-I-N as in Nancy, S as in Sam. My Twitter handle, because my name is so unusual, is just Dustin Siggins. There's only two people of me on Facebook, on the one catching a frisbee. So, <laughs> if you liked what I said, go ahead and look me up. If you don't like what I said, go ahead and I'll try to debate <laughs> you anyway. So, <laughs>
1: that's uh,
0: awesome. C- 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 Cindy knows, particularly oh, yeah. you know, political box that I fit in. I'm a pro-life conservative. I'm uh, for traditional, ma- uh, excuse me. I'm for traditional values on marriage. There's no such thing as gay marriage. And, but yet I su- I oppose the death penalty and I support marijuana legalization. So go f- go f- go figure that one out. <laughs> all that's, right
4: that's fine but
0: well, just like me I can't be
2: put in a certain box um, okay Dan and I, I know you want some comments go ahead and make those we do have Kelly on the line uh, so we will be thank doing you, that Dustin. and Cindy I'll... go ahead Cindy
3: I just said thank you Dustin,
2: thank yeah, you, Dustin. Oh, he's dropped and I tell you what definitely oh. would like to have him on the show Cindy I do have his uh, number here I might uh, give him a call at some point uh and uh, check him out on uh twitter as well. And uh we did have Sam on the line, but Sam has uh dropped the call. Perhaps he will uh call back in. Uh but while we're uh waiting to see if that happens, uh, anyone else would like to chime in? Or at least uh, let's do it's give us a call three four seven nine four five seven four two eight and uh we'll get you into the show. And so let's go ahead and I'll bring it back to you, Dan, and then we'll go ahead and bring in Kelly. Go ahead, Dan. I know there were some okay, comments. I, I hate to, to shut you down, but uh, I just wanted to give him a chop no, opportunity I,
4: before he has to leave. Go ahead. Listen, I, I don't have any problem with that, Robert. Without a strong moderator and a format, it, it devolves into the topic of the show, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we and, and I'm not opposed to government or order. I am opposed to bad orders. And nonsensical things are just uh, not just illogical. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, immoral? No, that, that, that won't work with some people. How about um, dishonorable? There's a nice old word that most people don't know what it means. Listen, uh, when I was talking earlier about words not mattering when the candidate says it, their, their actions matter. I was right about candidates who speak, but there are words that do matter, okay? There are some words when somebody says it sincerely and they live their life by it that absolutely matter. And the words that matter most to me as an American are the words in our Constitution. I know there's people who want to change it. It is a document that can be living in the sense that we can amend it. And we have amended it. We've put in amendments. We've taken out amendments. I'd like to have the senators not be directly elected. I'd like to get rid of the uh, IRS one at a time, not in favor of a convention. But Antonin Scalia, since we were, were one of our topics was the Supreme Court, was despairing in his comments on the gay marriage bill that was uh, passed by the Supreme Court, because that's what it was. It was not a judicial action It was a legislative action and just plain wrong not for the moral standpoint I have gay people in my family I have no objection to love I don't care if people want to spend their lives with somebody and I can make a legal contract with anyone including you Robert or you Cindy that you can have durable medical power of attorney or we can share uh, real estate properties or any other numbers of things and if you don't like the laws of inheritance I'm not sure there should be it hurt, and it's tax unless you're you know, worth a billion dollars. I'm not even sure about that. But, um, you, you know, yeah, in Pennsylvania, I've been the executor of a number of wills because you know, I'm a trustworthy guy in families. And uh, so what they'll do is they'll say, uh, fine, give it out, and I give it out according to exactly what they say, no more, no less. And a first direct descendant pays 6% tax. And then somebody who is once removed pays, like, I I don't know if this is the current figure. It's been a while since anyone died and I had to do this, uh, 10% tax. And it goes down to, like, somebody who's not related at all pays even more. I'm not sure that's right either. But you can change those laws in your state if you want to. The point is, if somebody wishes to be devoted to one another, it doesn't require that everybody has to agree to it, nor does it mean that everyone has to recognize it if they have a legal contract then a legal contract demands that it be recognized for legal matters legal matters only doesn't mean I look there could be a heterosexual couple who live down the road from me and I could think that that's a scam a a sham just like the Clinton's marriage Um, or maybe they're kinky in some kind of way that I don't approve of and I'd rather not know about it that doesn't mean that they can't do it as long as they're not hurting somebody else so The whole gay marriage deal was not about rights. There is no right to marriage. Marriage is you can do it. Okay. All the government needs to do is get out of it. And Scalia was lamenting at Kennedy's just emotional appeal to things that didn't exist in the Constitution. He says words no longer have meaning. Well, those words do have meaning. And I'm tired of people trying to reinvent the wheel. We have judges. That's why I'm supporting Paul Panopinto so strongly here in Pennsylvania. Um, We have judges. We have legislators. We have people out there who are executives who are trying very, very hard, and they're not succeeding yet, but they're starting to, to get back to the point where words have meaning and where they're not going to reinvent the wheel. They're not going to create a crisis so they can solve a crisis which creates a crisis, but To actually solve the problems we have requires that government step out of the way. Government is not efficient. I work for government. I currently work for the state in the unemployment office. Government doesn't do things right. And it embodifies force. And since people are going to help each other, their friends, their family, then when you get somebody in power who has force and coercion and it's legal so they don't have to worry about getting caught, They're going to use the power for their friends and family, and you end up with crony capitalism, which is what we have now, which not only rewards people who don't deserve it with our money, but it also steals opportunity from other people. Look, you want to solve all these problems? It's real simple. We have 300 million Americans, and we can solve our own problems. Granted, most people are not going to be creative, they're not going to come up with a solution. But that doesn't mean that we don't have enough. See, the genius of America over the years, and this is what the Supreme Court has to realize, is that their business is not to, to make law. Their business is to restrain government when it steps out of bounds. That's it. And they aren't doing it. The genius of America, is the ever- reason that we've we've come up with, I'll finish up, with all this great so stuff yeah. and all this great prosperity and, and uh, all this wonderful stuff that we shared with the world so they'd hate us, is because individuals had the power to do what they wanted to do. In America, you could be a businessman and make a billion dollars. You could be an artist and create something new that in another country would get you locked up. In America, you can do what you want to do, and you could fail doing it and learn from it and do something different or do it again. Uh, That's your business. Right now, the Supreme Court is doing what a lot of courts at a lower level are doing, and it's corrupt. They're ruling based on whim. They're ruling based on who you are rather than what the law says. And they're they're ruling on the constitutionality of the law based on what they want as an outcome rather than what's right. And over to you. And
2: we're going to go ahead and bring Kelly in shortly. Uh, but first, I uh, found an article uh, on something you were referring to earlier, Dan. It says, British, British spaceship engine like Star Trek impulse drive to get people to the moon in four hours. It says flying to the moon could just take four hours, thanks to British invention, that uses solar power to produce thrust. The EM drive, which has been compared to the impulse drive in Star Trek, was developed almost 15 years ago by British boffin Roger Sawyer, but was originally mocked as being impossible. Experts at NASA have since climbed down, and admitted that they believe it works while a scientist in Germany has been able to show how the invention produces thrust. Martin uh, Tajmar, professor and chair for space systems at the Dresden University of Technology, presented his work at the American Institute for Aeronautics and Astronautics, Propulsion and Energy Forum, saying, our test... Excuse me. Our test campaign not confirm or refute the claims of the EM drive, but intends to independently assess possible side effects in the measurements methods so far. Nevertheless, we observe thrusts close to the actual predictions after eliminating many possible error sources that could warrant further investigation into the phenomenon. Our measurements reveal thrust as expected from previous claims after carefully studying thermal and electromagnetic. Electromagnetic Interference, or Interference, I can't even say that word, Interference, there we go, gosh, can not get that out. Uh, It's true, this could certainly revolutionize space travel. It is believed the EM drive works by using solar power to generate, generate multiple microwaves that are held in an enclosed chamber and move back and forth. Basically, the drive converts electrical energy into thrust without the need for rocket fuel. Dr. Harold White at the Johnson Space Center has also done theoretical testing on the invention and thinks it could work. Okay, let's just, oh. Yeah, so definitely. And then uh, lastly, uh, just as uh, <laughs> according to the website, hacked. Interesting enough, White uh, White proposes that the EM drive thrust is due to the vertical particles in the quantum vacuum that behaves like propellant ions and magneto-hydrodynamic propulsion systems, extracting fuel from the very fabric of space-time and eliminating the need to carry uh, propellant. The EM drive has been compared to employee's drive on the Starship Enterprise and Star Trek, but continues to baffle experts as it goes against the principles of physics that states if something is moving forward, there must be a force pushing in the other direction. Sounds like that may not very will be the case, and we may be uh, having a different understanding of how some physics works as well. But let's go ahead and bring on our friend Kelly. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
5: Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A little word correction from an engineer here, magnetohydrodynamics. Thank you. It's actually, a, Say, I, that's actually like, it's fast. Uh, yeah, electromagnetohydrodynamics. Hydrodynamics. The guy in the 60s wrote a book. I picked it up at a library, looked at it. It was a stunning technology, and then disappeared. The guy from MIT uh, was telling me about it too. But anyway, the biggest thing I know about space and you know, all these technology, I can't keep up with them. But all I know is Apollo thirteen had a lot of problems because Forrest Gump was driving.
1: Um,
5: huh. So <laughs> that's about all I know about tech anymore. So then you got, uh, you know, Dan was talking about. And hello, Dan. By the way, hello everybody. And uh, I'm glad that you know Dan. Dan and I are connecting again. Um, Yeah, you were talking about, you know, we should have role models that aren't necessarily sports people. But, you know, I I looked at John Jay, read his writings. That's pretty stunning. Uh, Justice Wilson, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, William O'Douglas is uh, more modern day. Scalia, I really like Scalia. Uh, But so my my present day who are really living, you know, I'm trying to decide between uh, uh, John Boehner, Mitch McConnell, and Bozo the Clown. Um, It's a pretty hard pick for me which one I should be my end well except for two of them are going to be probably ousted so that leaves Bozo the clown as my because he makes people happy I mean what's wrong with that for inspiration I mean Mitch McConnell blocked the bill to defund uh Planned Parenthood it's like what Mitch are you out of your freaking mind and somebody's trying to get Bonner uh ousted as a speaker I think that'd be good because well Maybe Bozo would do a better job. And then I'd have double inspiration if I had, you know, Bozo the... Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, Robert, I got a text from you earlier. Supreme Court has decided to say you don't have to have a driver's license, an uh, identification card to
2: vote. Yeah, that they don't have to prove uh, citizenship. Uh, they're, they're also talking about, and I heard and read some articles that uh, and I think this is actually uh, back in late June, but there's uh, just really coming to the fore of people's attention now. Supreme Court uh, ruled, and you know, for a lot of states were were coming against this. I believe Arizona, one of them. I mean, I'm trying to remember what the other state was, uh, where they're trying to get people to have to prove their citizenship in order to vote. Uh, but the, the Supreme Court didn't turn it down per se; they just refused to hear the case, through my through my understanding.
5: Oh, so they refused to hear the case.
2: Yeah, that's from um, understanding. That's what happened. Is actually, uh, go ahead.
3: Let go me ahead, read you Wendy, what. You, let me read you what True the Vote uh, said about it. Um, uh, plaintiffs originally sought permission to require individuals in Arizona and Kansas utilizing the federal voter registration form to prove proof of to provide proof of U.S. citizenship when applying. An amicus brief filed by the Public Interest Legal Foundation relied on True the Vote's research to demonstrate how current mechanisms were failing to block admitted non-citizens from voter registration. This Supreme Court development is only a brief setback in the greater cause of improving, for improving citizenship verification mechanisms and voter registration through the vote founder, Catherine Engelbright said, with the judicial opinion taken off the table for now, which means they didn't take the case. States can now focus on truly owning their data as they serve recent uh, resident citizens. Improved data ownership means embracing technologies readily available, which verify customer inputs in real time. This new approach also requires improved information sharing between state agencies, which, with citizens holding all parties uh, accountable. Um, Uh, Today's decision is yet another reminder that if citizens demand improved election integrity, they must first look to themselves. Uh, True the Vote will continue to lead all the the effort toward a more trustworthy and engaging election experience for all. So basically what happened was um, the the states that wanted to require proof, I guess didn't get any help or any um uh I don't know, but there 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 was something in the there was something in the, the writing and I don't remember I'm trying to find it right now. But they were sa- they were actually you definitely saying, send me on a
2: on link to that article call, or email it to me. Go ahead. On
3: the conference call they were saying that um the Supreme Court, in its in, in in what they said about this case, um, was actually um, they were saying that you could vote even though you were not a citizen. I think you had to have a green card, but I mean, like they were saying that um, okay, so you know, California California wants this driver's registration uh, automatic registration. Uh, Obama wants uh automatic registration for everyone. Required. He wants required registration for everyone. Um like no citizen will be able to stay home from the polls. Um that sort of You thing. will
4: vote for your master. We'll have a 100 percent turnout.
3: exactly. exactly. So, so um uh,
4: like Iran, Iran
3: nice Well well. well. Well those kinds of things were not dealt with and, and so basically by not dealing with them they were saying um that they don't want to weigh in. They they, they want um they want the natural progression of things to happen, I guess. I don't know.
5: They well I'll throw this out. I mean, somewhere I'm accused of being a constitutional scholar. Um again, you just read it, it's that simple. All right. Um this, the Supreme Court made the right decision. It's one of these signs where they actually did, per the Constitution. They can't touch it. It's a state tradition because each state decides how it runs its elections, how it elects its representatives. That's the best way to say it. Each state decides how it elects its representatives. That's clearly in the Constitution, and that's why they didn't touch it. And so what happens here is some states may require voter ID, and the U.S. Supreme Court can't do a damn thing about it per the Constitution. There's some states, like California, um, you know, let's give illegal IDs and let them vote. They're a state. They can do that, although it's not morally or ethically or even common sense-wise. It's what a state can do if they want to. And I know Engelbright, she started through the vote. I believe she's also with King Street Patriots. That's kind of the group that started through the vote. Anyway, I watched her. She was absolutely stunning. And uh, of course, she's good looking too, but she's got a husband and all yeah. But her, yeah. <laughs> her uh, yeah. Yeah. presentation, she was so eloquent and well spoken. I was so impressed, and she's before Congress. See, the IRS went after her. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, my husband and I, we we're running a business, but everything's fine. we been doing for 20 years. we got kids, their life's great. We just want to get involved in politics, you know, make a difference. All of a sudden, the IRS is coming down like hellfire on me. She didn't say it that way, but, you know, it was. And she, the way she expressed it to Congress, she was like, oh, my gosh, Congressman, you got to do something. To listen to this lady. She's just, you know, average American trying to step up to the plate. And, uh, the she's very intelligent. She's oh, I love We've got to get her on the show, I'm telling you, because just just her yeah. is absolutely stunning. I wish I could communicate that well. And, uh, you know, she, she, she let Congress know, and they probably let her continue to speak, because it, it, this is a problem. What's going on with the IRS? I'm just trying to do this thing here. And um, so, but yeah, the Supreme Court for the Constitution—they got it right. Don't touch it. State rights issue, and whatever state wants to do, that's up to them. And, and if you think about it, the logic—there's always logic behind most um, laws and, and standards. Some is uh, flawed logic, but some you think it through, like the billing code and different than that. I can see, okay, I, I can understand why they want that. Anyway, um, the logic here in the Founders is real simple. If the federal government could, could reach into all the different states and control the elections, our country would have been over a long time ago. But because we have different states and different representatives, then you have a, another system of checks and balances. Mm-hmm.
6: Well, well,
2: you and, know... And, you go know, ahead, Cindy. They Real they quick, want Cindy. To, uh, I know you want to I know, I know make a comment on that, but we also have someone on the line who uh, we would definitely bring it back to you after uh, we bring our next caller in. So let's go ahead and say uh, hello to Holly. Uh, welcome, Holly. For, thank you for coming to the show. How are you?
6: Oh, well, hello. I'm I'm doing good. Uh, hi, Holly. I'm feeling pretty blessed. Hey, hi, Cindy.
3: <laughs> Long time no <laughs> hear
6: from. Yeah, been busy. Things going on. Um, but, no, I thought I would chime in, um, and, and some things you won't like, some things you will, maybe. <laughs>
2: let's let's but, hear the um, things we will not like first, and then we can feel good about the things we do. <laughs>
6: yeah. Okay. Well, number one, I I I'm pro-choice. Yeah, you know, I'm conservative, but I'm pro-choice. Whoa! How can she dare say that? Well, in the case of rape, incest, or the health of the of the mother. Okay. Um, that's one. And and I'm just going by what your show, you know, what you had written for tonight's show. Um, two regarding mm-hmm. Trump, it's like. You know, he's evidently smarter than the other ones that are running right now because he's got most of the vote right now in the polls. Um, but I'm not necessarily – I mean, I like what I'm hearing from him, but that doesn't mean I'm going to vote for him because it's way too early for me. I am really excited to start hearing the debates. You know, I'm excited for that process to get going. Um, and I also I, – I, I like Scott Walker. Um, but I need to hear more. Like, I, I haven't heard enough. I need to hear more. I need to hear the debates. I need to feel um, I need to feel what they're saying. You know what I mean? I need to feel their heart. I need to listen well, for I that. Got something. I got
3: something um, for and you. And number
6: guys. three, as far as chaos, I am just, oh, my gosh, my blood is boiling over what happened in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and, wow. and our POTUS up there and the Pentagon not wanting to lower the flag to half staff, and it took them five days to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. To me, that's
6: – I'm just beyond my blood boiling. But anyway, that's what I wanted to vent tonight, so go ahead. Well, I was, we'll, well, I I wanted wanted to we'll definitely to keep
2: you uh, on. This. Go ahead, Cindy. We'll keep her on the show, of well, course, and go to, ahead, Cindy.
3: I wanted to put this out while Dustin was still on, but I didn't get a chance to.
2: Um, we'll get it back, right, Cindy? You know – not tonight, huh? but, I mean, we'll get him back on. We'll get him back on uh, the show at uh, another time, certainly. I'd really like he to do that. Go he ahead, like.
3: He said he'd like to. Anyway, um, some of you might remember Todd Daniel Welch. He was the Wisconsin um, delegate that went to the Tampa um, – uh, he was at the Tampa Convention. Convention? And
2: did we have him on was, the show?
3: Uh, yes, we did
2: yeah in I think fact, we did a lo- long time ago. yeah,
3: yeah, and he called in I believe the the day of you know when we were all on the air at the same time, oh um,
2: yeah, got it, had, okay, I remember know,
3: that shows were going back to back, like sammy's show then then um um what's his name show Mark <laughs> yeah right. mark too, and yeah. but Mark wasn't there at the at camp i I didn't think, but yeah. um. Liberty Thunder. Who's the guy? Rex. Anyway, Rex. Yeah, Rex. Rex, Rex, so Rex and
1: Frog. This guy called Rex in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This
3: call. This guy called in um, to help tell us, you know, the truth about what was going on. Him and, and Barbara. You know, we're calling it. Uh, we're calling in. And um, I, I, I saw that he was supporting Rand Paul, so instead of uh, Scott Walker. So I. I messaged him and I said, well, why is it that you're supporting Rand Paul instead of Scott Walker? Um, Because I thought, you know, he was really um, conservative and conservatives around me around here love him. So this is what he wrote back to me, several things, Cindy. One, he implemented Obamacare exchanges with an emergency rule after the legislature would not only after hard push from the grassroots did he repeal it. Number two, he was down, He has backed down repeatedly on stopping Common Core. Number three, he supports the Patriot Act and attacks Rand Paul for trying to stop it. Number four, he repeatedly tried to stop right to work from passing this session. His cronies, number five, his cronies have repeatedly condemned and worked to eliminate Liberty Republicans from the party. Number six, he stated that he would not sign a constitutional carry bill, ensuring that it got watered down to permit carry. Um, Walker has not proven to be a friend of Liberty. Most of the big conservative things he has done were pushed on him. Really, really. aside from Act 10, which is that labor thing, there's, there is not much conservative that he has done, and even Act 10 was pushed on him by others. In addition, I see him as a politician who is highly influenced by money and powerful lobbyists. And in my opinion, me as Cindy Todd, um, I kind of saw that a little bit when I saw there was a there was a bunch of um, donators that came out and told, uh, like publicly, uh, Jeb and Marco and Scott Walker. They didn't want them to appear in any um, debate with Trump being there. And I'm like, okay, I understand Jeb and Marco, uh, that people wouldn't want them to, but I thought Walker's people were different, you know. Um, and apparently, not. I don't know. What do you guys think about that?
4: Well, it's an awful Yeah. Lot
2: to well, think about. For, for, well, well. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about with the debates. I think you know have you know got to allow the folks who are on you know running to debate. I know what thing Fox News is doing for the first debate. They have the top ten who are going to be on the prime time. And then I guess what they call the the lower tier, at least that's the phrase I'm using. I'm not necessarily saying that's the one they're doing. Um, but they're having uh, something, I guess, in the afternoon, and I'll be uh, recording both of those so we can uh, have some audio clips or some analysis uh, of both of those uh, next week. Uh, so they, they should allow, you know, all of them, it's just like I don't like where you know, in the presidential debates when we do have nominees and not allowing the alternative parties to be a part of the debate as well. Uh, But go ahead,
4: Dan. Well, there's so much to to talk about there. As far as the debates go, it's a show. And, and okay, it's politics. It's a show, as uh, we heard recently, people want to hear more. The stuff's out there. You don't have to be a a great scholar to find it. But they want to hear it, and they want to see the person they – this is a real problem with government, and it's always been this problem. You have people like, um, like Ron Paul, or, or uh, for that matter, Dennis Kucinich, who are not presidential-looking. They don't sound presidential. If Ron Paul or Dennis Kucinich, both of whom I think are honest people, uh, completely different political views, and I really don't like Kucinich's politics, but then again, some of Ron's stuff, uh, no, I, I I like his domestic stuff. Foreign, he hasn't got a clue. But if they were six five, with a cleft chin, and a deep voice, and you know, jawline, and plenty of hair, and they just looked like Superman, uh, you know what? Mitt Romney, <laughs> Kirk yeah, Mitt Romney, exactly. Or okay, or Obama. I mean, let's face it, the guy looks good and he sounds good, and he can talk a good game. He's you know, Clinton or Reagan, great actors, but I don't care about that stuff. And this is a danger in politics, and it always has been. The charisma doesn't necessarily go with the core principle. We, there are people out there, and we've seen it, even if you're a young person, you've seen it in your lifetime, where somebody who can just schmooze the heck out of you is – Picking your pocket at the same time, okay? But Bill Cosby said a lot of the right stuff. And they actually did a lot of decent stuff as far as trying to help education here in Pennsylvania. My, one of the alma mater's I dropped out of, Temple University, I have no degrees, or I don't even have a credit to my name, but uh, uh, he did some good stuff. He said all this great family stuff. And you know what? What he said doesn't change the fact that he is a scum. Who messed with people in a way that was just beyond the pale, all right uh, on the other hand, the fact that he's a scum doesn't take away from the meaning of the words, so we have to learn to separate the meaning from the person from the rhetoric from the uh, that they put out there from the the charisma the face um, There were people at the time of the founding, like George Washington and uh you know, Benjamin Franklin and uh, Thomas Jefferson, John Jay, these people uh, were, were very attractive to others. And then there's people like John Adams who nobody found attractive in any way whatsoever, but what a brilliant mind he had and what a staunch heart. Okay? So at, for a long time, this country could hold those heroes up because it was within living memory, and then it faded. So we've got a picture on a wall or on a dollar bill uh, of somebody. And they don't really mean much to us anymore. If Washington was alive today, he could be elected president. Think about it. Here's a guy who was six foot four, cleft chin, strong jawline, lots of hair. Now, the teeth issue, they would have fixed that. He was quiet, he didn't speak until he thought everyone else had spoken, and what he said was absolutely perfect. He, he rehearsed it. He was very careful, very honorable, very, very scrupulous in his dealings, very little that anyone could accuse him of that would be scandalous in any way whatsoever. Well, they tried, but... You know, he did jump that down that cherry true. tree. But he admitted <laughs> it. And he was <laughs> he made a mistake, and he told the truth. That never happened. But
3: legend, not necessarily...
4: But George Washington was also a wealthy guy, the richest guy in the colonies, okay? One of the richest guys in the English, you know, except for the, the royals. He was really wealthy. So he had everything going for and he's a war hero. So, yeah, we could get somebody like that elected today, but what if you get somebody... We almost had John Kerry as president. Ooh. We almost had John McCain as president. Ooh. We, we actually had... Bush and Clinton and Obama, oh, as presidents, and I'm tired of this crap. Do we have to get somebody who can play a part? Yeah, I suppose so, because if you're going to have to deal with the masses of people, they not only want to read it, they not only want to know it, but they want to hear it and look at that person and, and think that they, they, because because they seem nice and because they seem friendly, that that they can trust them, and it doesn't work that way, folks. You've got to be more careful. There are people well, out there... Well, Trump's not doing look have... at though.
1: <laughs> no, he isn't. So. Uh,
4: no, but he's strong. He's very strong. And he's very sexy to a lot of women. And he's got money. Uh, I don't think Trump's going to go very much further. I, I really don't. There's just no way. He's too vulnerable to public opinion. But he keeps telling the truth... <laughs> And for that, I applaud him because he's getting the truth out there. Do you know what Trump is doing? That is just wonderful. That I I, I can't say enough. I would shake his hand. I'd give him a dollar. He doesn't need it, but, and I don't have much more than that. But I would give him a dollar if I met him to say thank you as a tip. <laughs> he's worth a dollar. Um, you know, for, for getting that know, word out there. Go ahead.
5: You know, Dan. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that because. Yeah, several of my friends are like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, you look at Trump while wow, He's saying what's well, really needed to be said, bringing hard issues out, and all this kind of stuff." And they're going on and on. It's like, "Oh, well, well, do not have a premature etrapulation here, okay?" He's not, he's,
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's far not... after to dark, kid. There, Kelly, but go ahead.
5: Oh, I didn't say anything about anything. <laughs> was like, all right, but I'm Uncle glad Robert, some this people... is just
4: social intercourse.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, proceed,
2: Kelly. <laughs>
5: okay. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm just glad I'm that not. people people are being a little bit more cautious about Trump.
6: And I'm pretty comfortable with the fact. Okay, like you're saying, appearance and and things like this matter. I look at the the other side. I don't see anything over there that's looking like a rock star, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Bernie oh, no.
6: Sanders,
3: yummy. <laughs>
4: The Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah, the geriatric freaks. Cool. I, I know, and, and you know, I just said that. And, I, and somebody, if I ever, people keep trying to talk me into going to politics, which thank God is not possible at all right now. I, and I ask, why do people? Why do you curse me by wishing me some to go into mm-hmm. politics? But somebody's going to pull this clip, and they're going to go. He said, "Geriatric freaks. He hates I, old I, people, I, and he <laughs> hates freaks." <bride. laughs> So I want to give my apology right now. Oh what, what I meant to say was, <laughs> I, no, I, I, they are. They're geriatric freaks. We don't need somebody who's that old, who never had the right ideas in the first place. Uh, maybe they're going to get struck by lightning and suddenly find God uh, when they're 75 years old. But uh, I think by that point, um, if you really were the guy, then you would have been the guy or girl or lady for the rest most of your life okay so forget them too they don't they want to take your guns away folks they want to tax you more they want to make more rules about your toilet paper and your your electric light bulbs and your meals and they want to make sure that you you uh, do not have the right to have a a label that says gmo if it's gmo on your food they want to make sure that you do not have a right to have a label on your food this is this is Uh, bedroom politics, it's kitchen politics, it's your paycheck, it's paycheck politics. Forget all the highfalutin stuff that that people like us talk about on these shows. Look at the bottom line. The bottom line is we can't afford to pay for you anymore. If you're getting government benefits, we're broke, there's nothing more, the till is empty, you're going to have to make it on your own. The only way you're going to do that is through cooperation with other people and these people, if you're not the one if you're not the entrepreneur who's going to start a business and end up with five employees after a year, 50 after two years and 500 after three years if you're not that person, you better make sure that that person has a chance to get somewhere to hire you okay, you, you're tired of paying, you know there's no inflation there's no inflation according to the government none at all, these are the people that on it the is. left and the right supposedly, because they don't Count what it costs you in energy costs. They don't count your food costs. They don't count your rent, and you're you're not that highly taxed you How about property all
2: taxes? that keep going up. I know, but our our more uh, mortgage or the property taxes are attached to our mortgage payment. That goes up every year.
4: So the question is, who owns your property? I own my home outright, but I don't. I mean, I don't I don't have a mortgage payment. I do not have a loan on this house, but. If I don't pay my my property taxes, you lose then it. they will they will steal my house. Yeah. They will force me out of the house at gunpoint. If I don't go yep. quietly, they will take yep. any stuff that I leave in the house. They will they will force me to. They will throw my stuff on the street. They will take this house to an auction and let somebody buy it for anything they want to pay, as long as it pays off their taxes. They're they're criminals. That's, yep. you don't own your property. Yep. So bottom line, folks, is, uh, yeah, okay, we're going to have to pick somebody who can speak well and somebody who looks good and somebody who is a good communicator. We get that. That's fine because you got to have that figurehead up there. But don't pick an empty suit again. Don't pick yeah. somebody who's faking it. Find somebody who's the real deal. And if we don't find them for president, I am not that worried. Okay, there's a few out there who might be good, just a few, and it's a might. I'm not worried because, damn it, what are they going to do if they give an order to my state and my state says no? There are states who are saying no right now, who are saying, no, sorry, if you pass a law and it doesn't agree with our Constitution and the U.S. Constitution as we see it, we're just not going to cooperate with you. We've got a bill in Pennsylvania that we're trying to get passed right now, and I think we're going to do it. We've got more co-sponsors every week, and we're putting fires to the, the heels of the people who are dragging them uh, called uh, Senate Bill 357, 357, which is one of my favorite numbers for other reasons. And what it says is simple. Yeah, it says that... He's the, talking it, dirty
5: again. This after, after I know, hours, it's,
1: okay.
4: it's gun porn, right? The... Um, That the federal government makes any laws that affect Pennsylvania residents that are not in accordance with our Constitution and the U.S. Constitution, then we're not telling them they can't. What we're telling them is we won't help you and that anyone in this state, especially an official who does help you, will face jail time and significant monetary penalties. So we're saying you think you have enough to come in here and do much? We don't think so. And we know you don't, so we're calling your bluff, and that's what we're going to get past, because things well, see, like that are passing.
6: My governor of my state of Oklahoma, Mary Fallon, she she went ahead and armed our National Guard after what yes. happened in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm really I'm thankful for her for doing that. But I'm wondering, you know, are they going to do something to her for doing that? You know what I mean?
4: Well, you know what? Take a risk. Yeah, are they going to try you know, something? Have some funding or, or give her some grief? What did she get into politics for? For a nice, easy time? She wants friendliness? If you want a friend in Washington, as Harry Truman said, or in any kind of politics, get a dog. Right?
3: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> was, um, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but apparently it was uh, John McCain that had most to do with uh dearming the Chattanooga servicemen. So, you yeah, know, that's a Say annoying. that again?
5: What?
2: John yeah, go McCain. ahead, and then I want to bring. In. Yeah, we have a gentleman from Georgia on area code four hundred four. We want to get him in. We also have uh, Harriet on the line as well. Uh, so we'd like to whether uh, she like to chime in. We'd like to uh, bring uh, her in as well. And so go ahead and finish your thoughts, and then we'll bring the gentleman from Georgia. Uh, go ahead, Cindy.
3: Yeah, I read a I read an article uh, that said, and I don't I don't know what I did with it now, but um, I read an article that said that um, John McCain had something to do with. Uh, those Chattanooga guys getting de-armed, disarmed. <laughs> has, 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 did anybody else see that? No.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard not to blame things on John McCain because most often, if you just say it, it's true. <laughs> he's, he's had a bad record. He's really done a lot of bad, bad things for this country. I, here's one that's absolutely true because I looked at it recently and I vetted it, and it's absolutely correct. Uh, and I watched the because uh, I'm a, a wonk with politics. I watched the old videos from C-Span that were all, somebody posted, and I went, "Wow, I wonder if that's the C-Spans archives, and sure enough it was. Um, John McCain, and this is back in the early 90s when they were trying after the Vietnam War and all the scars were healing to get an honest accounting of POWs and MIAs, of which he was a POW, and uh, they were trying to find out about all these reports of missing in action people and POWs who seemed to be still in captivity, still alive. They wanted to know where they, they were. They wanted some closure, and he shut them down. John McCain yeah. shut them down. He screwed the veterans from Vietnam. Hmm. Hmm. And if you don't, I don't want you to take my word for it. Folks, don't ever take my word for this stuff just because I sound good saying it. Go check yourself. And if you find that I'm right, great. If you ever find that I'm incorrect, that I made a mistake, feel free to directly tell me and tell me publicly if you want to. It doesn't even have to be private. And I'll check it out. And if I messed up, because I do, I will admit it publicly. We don't get that from John McCain, John Kerry. We don't get that from Boehner or McConnell. We don't get that from Pelosi and Reid. We don't get that from how many of these candidates? When's the last my time you heard John, Donald Trump? Oh. Well, there you much. go. Uh,
6: John Kerry. I mean,
2: oh my god. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm never sure big a big fan of, of Kerry and myself. But let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring the gentleman from uh, Georgia in. Thank you very much, sir, for calling to the show. Who am I speaking with?
7: Yeah, this is Naj in Atlanta. Good evening. Hey, Naj. okay.
2: Yeah, we've had you on the
7: show before. Thank you for coming back. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I guess I wanted to jump in on the Trump stuff, man, because uh, I guess I'm taking this theory. Uh, You guys can take what you want or or decide if you think it's valid. But I I just look at it as this is not a serious candidate, but he does serve a purpose. I I think he gives a baseline uh, to the Republican Party on what can be said and what language can be used so I, I think he's purposely coming out here and saying things that are not only sometimes problematic but kind of irresponsible as a politician if, if you're if you're trying to run for something that represents the whole nation so i i don't take his candidacy as, as something serious but like i said I, I do think it has a value for the, for the republican party because jed bush and, and people like that can say okay uh his staff can say okay we can go here, but we can't go that far. We can go here, but we can't go that far. So I, I think there's some value in what he's doing out here, rebel rousing, just you know, just saying whatever comes to mind. So this, this is a this is an interesting uh, political race, and I would love to see him in the debates.
3: That's an interesting perspective. Huh? That's uh, very interesting. Yeah,
4: Well, I you're, agree. you're absolutely correct <laughs> in the sense that. Um, He's testing the waters now whether it's intentional or not that's hard to say and I wouldn't be surprised if it was but all candidates look at this stuff okay when when um, I forget which I think it was a Democrat Webb I think it was uh, Webb who's actually not not completely horrible for a Democrat who wants to be president well, didn't get any press right now but this this guy was uh, I think he's a Vietnam vet or something uh, but wasn't he at the NAACP uh, about a week ago, and he said all lives matter, and the complete ideologues there said, no, 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 it's just black lives that matter. You're a racist if you say anything else. And he backed oh, down no, no, and said. No,
7: no, no, You're thinking of uh, O'Malley. O'Malley. From that America.
4: was O'Malley, the guy from Maryland. <laughs> yeah, he went up there and And he immediately now, now, backed down. Now, hold down on. Said, now,
7: now, full story on that. Go ahead. <laughs> full story yeah. on that. That was at Netroots, which is a really progressive, so-called, uh, really liberal space. And it okay. really hasn't had many black faces there. So in the last few years, they've kind of made an effort for black people to get in there. So they made the idea we're going to do this action where we're going to do Black Lives Matter. We're going to bring the, the, the question to the candidates and get them the answer and get them to give us some type of policy on it. They said give, uh, they said, give, us, a pol- give us policy or lose because we, we are fully willing to sit out this, uh, this election. So uh, Bernie Sanders got completely upset, befuddled, uh, wouldn't answer, walked off, didn't come back. Uh, O'Malley tried to use all lives matter, and that's exactly what they were waiting on. So then they shut down uh, the rest of his speech. So, yeah, it, it was kind of a political action and a setup. But... I, I do understand what that group is trying to do, and I respect what they're trying to do. So it's like, yeah. if it's Mother's Day and you're celebrating Mother's Day, and some guy comes in and says, Well, what about Father's Day? It's like, dude, we're, we're not talking about that right now. We're kind of talking about no, this No, I don't thing respect really him. Important I'm sorry.
4: I don't. I, I don't respect him one bit. And I'll tell you why.
7: Yeah, I mean, um, we all have our own opinions. one person at a no,
2: time, I know gentlemen.
4: Go ahead. I know that. The reason I don't respect him is because when they say that Black Lives Matter, they're lying. Because. They don't care that in New York City last year, New York City alone, more black babies were aborted than black children were born. We're talking American citizens who are deserve due process, who were deprived of life in a cruel and unusual manner for no crime whatsoever. And they, they support this. They, they encourage this. They make money off of this. And they, I don't believe them. They, they don't care. They don't care. No, that, that's, an and,
7: interesting, that's an interesting take, my, go ahead no, was, my question. Yeah, my question to you would be, with all of the conservative groups out here and all of the groups who are out here against Planned Parenthood and abortion, why not support the groups who actually specify and are well-versed in that topic and are fighting against that? Why would you ask a group who's doing one action to do another that they're not qualified to do? I'll tell you why. Typically, that's when you see a lot of folly from any political group, when they start taking on things that they're not qualified to handle.
4: Well, that's... I don't know that I've heard that argument before, as far as qualifications or specialties. I work with an awful lot of different groups, and there's overlap in every one of them. I mean, left-wing, supposedly you know, green party people, all the way over to you know, all the way in between. And what I will tell you is that an intellectual argument that they can't refute or that they they won't fess up to truth that impinges on what they're doing. It, impeaches their own credibility. And this is not just on the left. The right has problems with this too in some groups. Uh, if you're a Second Amendment group and you're not willing to discuss the fact that what, are, what is it you're protecting? You're protecting the right to life. You're protecting the right to free speech and free religion, freedom of having your property not seized without due process, things like that. If you're talking to an anti-abortion group and they won't discuss the fact that uh, there's crony capitalism going on here, that, there's, uh, that you can't just vote for some guy like Lindsey Graham who gets up there and he's a staunch anti-abortionist and he sucks on every other damn thing and you end up losing because you won. Okay? No. Every group has a responsibility not only to the single issue that they may find of their heart, but they have to address all the others. If they're unwilling to, that's one thing, but if they absolutely uh, attack you because you're asking them a question because social media says hello. and here's to all the single fathers who have wives who abandon their kids. Anyone who has a problem with that at the Mother's Day Foundation, if there is one, uh, can go do something with it. Uh, I won't say it, even though it's almost midnight. I'm not going to be mean or, or nasty. But yeah, it's absolutely appropriate. And Uh, Groups like the NAACP, which are supposed to deal with civil rights for an entire segment of the society, and I really don't understand why at this point it's any segment. I support civil rights for every segment. I don't want to see anybody disenfranchised. I don't want to see anybody discriminated against by government at all for any reason, period, except their own voluntary actions. If you choose to rob a bank, I want the government to discriminate against you. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know, I'd follow. This yeah, process. I wouldn't
7: call that discrimination. I would call that uh, you've earned that. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: Just, just to okay, kind of yeah, comment yeah, on you're you know,
7: what you uh, We're we
5: getting <laughs> a little bit tense. We're getting a little bit tense here. You know, one right I would really like is to walk into a Seven Eleven and not require an interpreter.
7: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. but what can I re- can I respond to what the gentleman just said though? Because I've yeah, I've you know, actually worked in. in in some smaller grassroots uh, groups and the thing that I found is once you start taking on things that you're not fit to handle you see a lot of infighting and before you know it the group splinters and people start pointing fingers and say saying this person didn't do this they didn't do that or they're not good enough on this topic and it kind of ruins the group and then I have to flip the question on you and say so all of these groups who are out here who are fighting against abortion where is their campaign against black people being killed by the police or being uh, taken to jail at huge numbers that are not really indicative of uh, drug use in this society? Like, where is their campaign on that thing? Well, I got a big one for that one.
5: Um, Dan Johnson with Panda, people against the NDAA. They're also... He went to Ferguson, and he found out what was really going on. I was stunned. This guy's probably what... Well, I met him a couple years ago. He was, like, 21, and he's he's stunning because you know he's he's just a nice uh, you know typical American white boy. But he, you went to Ferguson and you found out what was going on. Um, you know that big new uh, if you, if you watch the CNN uh, when there was there was some gatherings and possibly you know they they were guarding the police were guarding their brand stinking new brand stinking new police station, gorgeous building. I don't know seven ten million whatever it was. They also had brand new courthouse. What he found out was, um, the cops were going into poor neighborhoods, uh, didn't matter, white or black, they were going to the poor neighborhoods, they were sitting there, oh, you're 26 mile an hour, it's a uh, speed limit, says 25, here's a ticket. In one neighborhood, 30% of the people there had outstanding warrants for their arrest because they wouldn't show up to pay their traffic tickets. These freaking traffic tickets were building, were paying for the new courthouse and the police station.
4: Jeez, third
5: what's wrong here?
4: Yeah, we, we've been
7: talking about that for 30 years. They've been funding yeah, different municipalities 30. off the backs of poor people. Like, yeah, this is, this is what they do, like ticketing people for minor transgressions in order to stack up fines to pay for everything. Like, yeah, this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. we've been saying this for 30 years. You can see it yeah, all in well, that they DOJ also, report.
4: Uh, well, cool. and they do that forfeiture <laughs> thing, too, you know, where they actually yeah. go in and, and grab your stuff, and if you can't prove that your stuff is legal – uh, your stuff is guilty, but they didn't accuse you of a crime, so you don't have any right. Guilty. You, you, there was a kid, I, I don't even know what color he was. I read the stories. Uh, a college kid, and uh, he had saved up some money and from working, like part-time jobs and and landscaping over the summer, and he had like 11 grand, and he's flying home to to enroll in college, and they said, oh, you know what? Let's search you. You got 11 grand on you. Well, we need that 11 grand. And all these jurisdictions are fighting over the eleven grand. He's not accused of a crime. He didn't do anything at all. He had eleven grand on him, which these days will get you a cup of coffee at, Star- at Starbucks. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they're they doing that all mean. over the country,
7: especially on the highway, well, pulling you know, people over and taking uh, large uh, cash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, Look, look, guys. Uh, gentlemen, there's gentlemen, a lot of things we're we're not gonna.
2: Okay, Just hold on guys. Is there uh, a lot we we got,
7: we're we, not
2: gonna agree on. There's
7: a lot started. of things we're not gonna agree on, but there's one thing we will agree on, the two party system. Both parties are corrupt, raggedy, oh, yeah. and need to be done away with, and we need a much newer thing uh, to actually save this republic if that's what we're gonna do. I love yes, that uh, republic.
2: Yep. I definitely agree to we've we've had shows on uh, the Duopoly ending, do Duopoly V uh, professor here uh, some time ago uh, when we were discussing multi-party systems uh, like the Irish system, for example. And folks, you checked it out in the archive. But I do see Tim is the top of the hour. And we do have our good friend Harriet on the line, who we haven't heard from in a little bit. Everyone, of course, is going to still be on the line. Uh, but we will bring in Harriet in about uh, 40 seconds. But first, let's hear from the Patriot Journalist Network.
4: You're not just listening to a show, you're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country
1: back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet
7: add our muscle to your hustle.
2: And definitely, folks, check out the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And we definitely have plenty of time. We've got about an hour left. In about two minutes and 40 seconds, we will be entering into the extended period of what we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. Uh, So if anyone would like to uh, listen into that, give us a call at 347-945-7420. Uh, Because if not and you're not on the line or if your call drops while we're in the extended period, unfortunately, uh, you will not be able to call back to the show. But, of course, there will be more that will be in the podcast that will be available shortly after the show ends uh, in about an hour. But first, let's go ahead and bring our good friend Harriet into the show. Uh, And we will bring things back around uh, to Holly and also uh, to Cindy and others. But uh, first, thank you very much, uh, Harriet, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
8: Yeah, good evening. Of course, when I come on, it's unplanned, so uh, I have to listen to the entire program before I make any comments. I just want to mention to Robert and Cindy, I did send you over some facts and information on some subjects, so kind of look for the uh, emails and, you know, and read the information. Um I don't like predicting any candidate this far in advance and say, that person's going to win, this person's going to lose, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I always like to say, let's wait and see and study and find out. Now, one thing I haven't heard, and it is very, very important, that when we question our candidate and we look for answers how, how they are going to handle the foreign policy and the foreign affair mess that our country is in. That is very, very important. I haven't heard that mentioned or discussed this evening. I hear a lot about Trump. I hear a lot about Bush, and, and this one's going to be Uh, in the debates and everything, and that's all good and well. The debates are going to go on for a long
1: time,
8: and there will be people coming and people leaving. But the foreign affairs issue is so very important because that's going to make a difference if we're going to have our country or we're not. I hate to say it that way. Now, the gentleman from Georgia... I just wanted to make a comment here about the abortion and the Planned Parenthood. What has happened today in Congress? McConnell has forced a a voice vote to fund Planned Parenthood. So I guess it's a dead issue at this time. I just wanted to bring everybody up to date on that. And yesterday, Congress passed the highway bill, the um, highway and transit bailout, which is H.R. 22. And with that, they attached the um, uh, import-export bank that has um, already been um, uh, died, and they uh, attached that onto the highway bill. And it's not going to make any difference because the federal highway program is fundamentally broken, and the Senate's approach would lock in the status quo for another six years. It does nothing to reform the bloated up substantial federal highway and transit system. So this is the the two things in Congress um, in two days um, that have failed. what we would have liked to have seen passed. Um, As far as a candidate Trump, um, I like him, and uh, I'm willing to keep an open mind and give him a chance and not come to a conclusion so fast because, in reality, this is a 69-year-old man. He has been involved in politics, in business, in failures, and successes, and whatever. Um, he is not, I don't think a person's going to invest that much of his own money, which is wonderful not to have lobbyists uh, trailing you around into a campaign without the intention of going through with it fully. That's the end of my spiel tonight.
7: Thank you for listening. It's great to be oh, you're, you're welcome.
8: You're welcome. <laughs> okay, comments.
4: <laughs> well, you're right about foreign policy. Okay? I don't think that that's going to be the key to whether this country survives. Because if we had a strong military alone and corruption, even worse than it is now or even as bad as it is now, we would still be ripe for takeover because the people in charge would make deals like they're doing with Iran right now, which would enable a takeover from a foreign power. Okay, they, They'd go yeah. along with it. So my concern is domestic first, which means we have to get rid of the corruption and restore the Constitution, which makes our economy strong, which makes us more patriotic because we're more libertarian, because we do what we want, which makes voluntary enlistment in military uh, organizations much, much more efficient, and makes us rock solid. Now, as far as what we would do uh, with the, uh, the foreign affairs out there with the, the rest of the world, it's really, really, really simple. Okay. We don't have... uh, Washington was right about a lot of things. The foreign entanglement speech that he gave in his final, uh, you know, farewell address is not entirely appropriate, and it's not constitutional talking here. I'm not saying that we should ignore it, but he said, well, let's not get an ocean back then that meant something. We would trade. What I'm in favor of is this. Uh, We don't favor any... in an economic sense for foreign policy, we don't favor any particular uh, entity just because they're big and they do a lot of business and they're too big to fail which means no export import bank which means no crony capitalism period which means if you are a corporation that takes your assets all overseas and you want to do business in America you pay taxes in America you can't say your money is offshore all right and get away with it fine your money's offshore your company's offshore you want permission as a foreign company to do business here and that is something the federal government has the right to regulate, then you will pay taxes on the profits you make here. And if you don't pay the taxes on the profits you make here, you can't do business here. Do business elsewhere. We're not telling you what to do. We're just saying you're not here. Now, as far as the military end of it, it's really simple. We start treating those countries that treat their people and treat other countries the right way as allies, which means Australia... England, Israel, Poland. There's a list of countries that are decent. And they don't even have to be completely in agreement with our political views. Um, Chile and Israel are pretty damn socialist. I don't really like that. But they don't go attacking their neighbors. They're strong politically, they have lots of uh, free countries. They protect minorities, they protect single people who want to just speak out and be different that's fine so we need to strengthen our ties with those people and those people out there I don't care what they say I don't care what the UN says I hate the UN because it's a bunch of thugs okay
8: right right places
4: places like Iran or even Saudi Arabia let's face it we don't need the oil we've got more proven energy reserves here than we the heck with them okay if they aren't willing to treat half of their country as citizens that's women if they aren't willing to allow the people who are whether they choose if they don't I don't know I don't care if they are not willing to allow them to live not be executed thrown from high buildings hanged then no you get no help from us and any country that attacks another country causes a disruption which is in the United States interest when Iraq invaded Kuwait it was in our interest to stop that because it creates a cascade effect just as we're seeing now, and we cause it to a large extent. The destabilization of the Middle East is a direct result of warfare cascading over borders, and in that vacuum, entities like ISIS, whether it's CIA created or I don't know, it doesn't matter, they're evil, when they have the opportunity, they spring up and get more powerful. We need to have some stability. And those big countries out there, like you know uh, Russia and China, which are potential adversaries, what they will respect because you know I don't care about international law is a fiction. It's a figment. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's on paper. Countries act in their own best interests. Uh, this is this is absolute. Metternich said this. It's absolutely true. That's what they do. They've always done it. They will always do it. So, what will keep Russia friendly? What will keep China friendly? A friendly attitude, a willingness to do business and trade with them, and an absolute guarantee in their mind that if they screw with us beyond a certain point, and that needs to be made clear, that they will pay a price. And it doesn't have to mean nuclear war. Everybody, oh my God, you can't stand up to them, they'll bomb you. Well, no, we don't want to bomb them, and they don't want to bomb us. With countries, they're rational. They're not like the bodies who want to just end it all.
5: I I Iran would kinda of like to bomb us because we're the right. great they're, state and little in their mind. Yeah. So by the exactly. way, did you know do you know why uh Iraq invaded
1: Kuwait?
4: Um I think it was about uh seizing more oil resources and getting but, more access to uh the shipping. Well
1: it was,
7: it was about slant drilling slant drilling from Kuwait into Iraq, into their oil fields and uh, we sent an ambassador, April Gillespie, over to meet with Saddam, and when he brought up the question of doing that, actually invading Kuwait, she said Washington has no, uh, no uh, what, do you, what do you call it? No, uh, no, no question, no, no, no uh, authority or, or idea about it. So we basically gave him the green light to set him up. Uh, of course, oh, yeah. he was a murdering tyrant and should have been deposed years ago, but.
4: By his own people. Yeah, that,
7: that whole thing Walter. sticks to higher. Yeah, well, the re- the real reason why Iraq invaded Kuwait was to get a risk card.
1: What? Oh.
7: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know not of about that game. <laughs> yeah, that game. Uh, Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh wow. Dan, uh, Dan, Dan, yeah, What
2: it.
6: about
8: what about uh, uh, what about uh, Iran?
4: Well. Okay. How would at you, this point, what would
8: you do about that at this point?
4: Um, well, you can't do anything while Obama's in and uh, constitutionally controls the foreign policy unless you're able, you've are you got a, a majority in both the House and the Senate to defund stuff and pressure Obama in a big way. And you, he can yeah. veto stuff, but if you don't pass it, he can't veto it. So you just don't right. give them money. Right. Um, that's not going to happen. We're going to have to sit it out and wonder if Israel's going to do the the dirty work and uh, take Iran's nuclear uh, capabilities out or not. I don't know. But the next president has the power, whether or not Obama's administration admits it. They say, no, the next president, they can't change this deal. This deal is set in stone. It's law. It's forever. No, uh, Kelly will correct me if I'm wrong, but treaties, once they're approved, do have the force of law in this country. They don't trump the Constitution, but they have the force of law. But the President of the United States has the absolute right to say, right now, we had this treaty. As of tomorrow, we don't have this treaty anymore. It doesn't exist. And to set new conditions. Am I wrong, Kelly?
5: Um, a right? treaty can actually be signed by the President. But a treaty, I mean, we're dealing with other nations here. This is serious stuff. Um, a treaty to be in full force, in effect, requires a two-thirds vote by the United States Senate. Now, with the Iran deal, which is scary because we're basically going to help, help them open up their oil industry, which can fund the terrorists, all right? So it's a little, a little bit scary here. And their nuclear system, of course, as well. Let me give you an example. Uh, Jimmy Carter <clears throat> signed a treaty to get over the Panama Canal. Give the Panama Canal back to the Panamanians. Well, where was the Senate? They never signed it. Uh, Newt Gingrich, you know, with his contract with, with America when the Republicans took over, kind of when Russian Limbaugh was getting up to his peak and stuff, um, that Congress wrote a resolution, passed it, sent it off to the president of Panama, and said, Look, according to our laws, the way we do things around here, that treaty that Jimmy Carter signed is null and void and essentially we still own the Panama Canal because it's not a legal treaty. And yet the practical implication of it is what? We haven't seen the practical enforcement of overturning what Jimmy Carter did when he gave away the Panama Canal. So what we have here is a precedent um by a bad president, you know, Carter. Um no actually he's really happy these days because Obama's making him look good. But
1: yeah. what, <laughs>
5: Yeah. What we what we have here is a trick, if you will, by the president, you know, Jimmy Carter, Panama. And what's his um what's his name? Oh, Boo Boo. He's doing the same stinking thing Carter <laughs> did. So, you know, the Iranians I mean, think about it if you're the Iranians. Well your president said we could do it. Oh, go F yourself. We're gonna do what we because your president said that was okay, look, you American people signed, or you American people. You voted this guy as your king, and he approved this treaty. Well, who the heck are these Congress people? We're going to do what we want based on this treaty that your president made with us. It creates a mess.
8: Well, we have North Korea now. Is it North Korea that's uh, in on uh, this uh, situation? That's on, uh, the new people to the block. I understand. So there, uh, Iran is expanding their support.
1: Yeah,
7: I guess I guess the third thing to ask is, is, yeah, North Korea is a failed state, so I mean they 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 need uh, outside, always outside aid to even get by. So I mean they're they are what they are. But as far as Iran, I think you got to ask the question who benefits. And at the end of the day, OPEC has always had the same allotment of oil for Iran and Iraq. So if they expand their allotment of oil, that means that obviously Russia and China have kind of, you know, made some headway in the negotiation with us in order to be able to get this deal done. But, yeah, that, that uh, deal is kind of strange, man. It's hard to say. I, I'm an amateur, so I'm not I'm not astute well, enough to really assess it. But... Yeah,
8: it's spooky to say
7: nonetheless.
4: <laughs> but, I yeah, have a question but if they start pumping me.
7: more oil uh, through OPEC, that will be interesting because that means, you know, that was a deal See, made.
4: Prices. And it kills our domestic energy uh, industry. But Kelly, still I, I'm not sure if I understood or if you answered. Uh, the next president, whoever that man or woman is, would they have the absolute constitutional right to repudiate any that's made with a foreign country other than paying off debt if we owe debt?
3: They can certainly defund whatever uh, they were trying to do. You
4: know? president can't defund anything. president has to no, take whatever funds are given and use it for what it's supposed to be voted for.
3: I, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying Congress. I'm sorry. You were saying the no, president... No, Congress.
4: We have a system where the, the president controls the foreign policy. So we have one voice. And right. he has advisors, hopefully, and hopefully he, he or she is a wise person. Uh, but it's my you know my, my brother-in-law, is uh, a lawyer um, and you'll have to excuse him uh, but yeah he was in um, Michelle Obama's class at Harvard and uh, he was in Giuliani's administration and he used to be a progressive and I guess I bugged the heck out of him enough because he's an honest guy, he studied, he knows more about the Constitution than I do and one of our conversations at a family gathering recently where we were just annoying the heck out of everybody else who were like come on we're trying to watch football and in, in, you know just <laughs> Yeah. Eat some more food and 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 have a drink and stop talking politics. But we can't help ourselves. But he said the president <laughs> could repudiate any treaty or agreement with a foreign power, except for debt, because we have. It says right in the Constitution, we have to pay what we owe. Wow. I, 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 now I, I think he's right, but I was hoping somebody who is more of a scholar than they might be able to.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, Kelly. Kelly, yeah, would you Kelly. Look at, on, can you look on your Facebook? I, I sent you a message. There's a lady who was, was trying to call in right when it was, you know, about 12 o'clock, and she didn't get in in time, and yeah, I was I'm wondering a three-way caller.
5: Yeah, if she. I, if I think, and we'll take a shot, if she calls my number, which I'm sending Robert right now, if she calls me, I might be able to hit a button in three-way us.
3: Okay.
4: Kelly, I all think right. the reason she's calling is because she thinks you're cute. Cute? <laughs> I hope. Don't
1: know that that's the way he
8: was getting <laughs> in. Cindy, what was yes, the yes. list you were reading us, on? From what program you were reading us the list of all the things? I couldn't understand you entirely. You said from a radio show and you asked the question and someone gave you all the reasons. I'm unclear on that.
3: No, it wasn't a radio show. It was uh, a guy who had gotten on um, what, either Robert's or Rex's show um, back during the, um, the the 2012 convention. And he, oh, was, a oh, okay. delegate for, yeah. he was a delegate for Wisconsin. And he, I, oh, okay. and he was supporting Rand Paul, and I was asking him why was he not supporting Scott Walker, who is also from Wisconsin. And those uh-huh. were the... That was the list of things he told me that Scott Walker had done or not done that oh. that he was not really a conservative.
8: Oh, okay. I had heard that before, but I didn't. Ha- I didn't know any more than that. So, mm-hmm. okay. Well, well I, think I can
3: send you. I can send you the list sometime.
8: All right. If you can, I appreciate
6: it. Okay.
7: So, and Robert, if, if I could, if I could comment have, real quick on. Uh, the young lady who uh, brought up Trump a little bit ago. I think another interesting part of this is uh, the old school, uh, you know, big-time Republicans are a little too buttoned up for a guy like that. So if Trump does continue this surge of popularity, he might end up having to run as an independent. And if you really think about it, that's the only way that we'll Republican talk about Party that too. can lose this election. You know, that's the only way That'd they can be- lose is if he <laughs> was to split the vote. I mean, that guy could be, really be really problematic later on. He'd be another oh, yeah, officer. that would
8: be. He, he made and a there is about,
2: is uh, not- and the, Yeah, and there is, there is talk uh, about this, you know, because all the backlash has come in <laughs> to him from the rest of the, or uh, many of the, the other GOP candidates that, you know, he may very well break off to a third party. Uh, whether, if he did that, I think that, I, I don't think he'll have that much of an impact, and this is why. I think, you know, it just, People, you know, they're not going to be as I – mean, here's what I think. I think one reason why Romney lost, and a big part of it, is a lot of the conservatives and libertarians stay home, especially with what happened in 2012 during the convention and also throughout the primary and the uh, what happened there. I think a lot of them stayed home. Uh, two is that uh, some of them even voted for third-party candidates, such as uh, folks from the Constitution Party, uh, they may or may not do that again this time. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Hillary's probably going to get the uh, nomination. There's all, people who actually think that having a President Clinton would even be worse than having a, a President uh, <laughs> Obama, if uh, that could be uh, imagined. Um, but, you know, but with Trump, I just don't think he would be able to draw enough uh, to make uh, that much of a significant difference. I mean, that's just my opinion, Um what well, well
5: I, I, you know, without without having a premature Trump e- elation, um, I, I, he, if if we have more of these San Francisco shootings, okay, like that teenager that a illegal was released from jail, laundering oh, the yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. if we have, I mean, that is ringing with everybody, and you look at the libtards of San Francisco, a sanctuary city, um. If you if more of these events happen as he's moving along, he has got a shot at this because the other candidates are not addressing it, no, and so right. he he would he would have a shot, except for again you know as Christina Timmons has said, the immigration really belongs in the hands of the states, and if he was a businessman and he caught Christina Timmons' vision, he would turn it over to the states because it would cost the federal government a lot less money. I could imagine him going through chop, 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 chop. Don't need this department. Don't need this department of energy. Haven't Jack diddly, Beep. And uh, you know this department, that department. I could see him just firing a whole bunch of people. I mean, it'd be funny. I wonder if he'd uh, turn a, the White House into a reality show. So you're the director <laughs> of the Department of Energy. Yes. What have you done in the last 20 years? What is your? You're fired. You know, I can see him do it. You know, and I would love it. I would love to see him do this. Oh my gosh! You know, get like ten freaking heads, ten heads of ten departments that are basically do nothing. You're fired. I mean,
1: wait a I mean,
4: Wait a minute, Kelly. The only thing is, this is assuming that we can trust Trump to do what's right for America. I don't.
5: Oh, I don't. I know that's an assumption. But here's the problem with him getting elected. If he goes do we, we party, want okay? somebody who
4: tells the truth? Do we want? Yes, we do. Do we want somebody who can communicate effectively? Absolutely. In addition, do we want somebody who's going to do the right things rather than the expedient things? Okay. I, I don't trust Donald Trump. He's not trustworthy. Ask anyone who's ever been in business with him. He screwed every one of them.
5: Oh wow! I didn't know that. Well, here's another thing. When I first—oh my gosh! Donald Trump again. I'm, you know, I just don't I want to vote for him. I don't want to handle four or eight years of freaking ego. I read his book, um, the The Art of the Deal. It's freaking me, 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 ego, ego. Look at me. It's like, like oh my gosh, I couldn't handle this. Well, you know what? In his recent, no, I'm not a Trump advocate yet. Um, I said yeah because I'm open. But if you notice his speeches, he's a heck of a lot more humble than he has been in other scenarios. So I think maybe maybe something happened and he uh, um, kinda has has tamed down a little bit. You know, Ron Paul, what really helped him in in 2012 was when he got a lot more passionate. 2008, I'm like, dude, you gotta lighten up, you're not getting anywhere.
7: And he really did in
1: 12, and he'd draw the crowd. You think yeah, I, think, I, I, I don't think Obama? the ego has
7: gone away. I think he's just using open, plain speech, and everybody else is being drilled by their little you know, campaign aides for talking points and, you know, to get up there and they kind of it. So I think he's just using plain speech and it's working so far. So I don't know. It's interesting, but i I just say that might be a risk people might want to think about. You know what I mean? Like you say he can't win or he can't pull enough votes, but why take the risk? Yeah.
3: Hmm.
4: I don't know, well, I mean,
3: he, Kelly, do you, you know who could win?
4: Do you think that, he'd be
3: more egotistical than Barack Obama?
4: No. That's a toss-up right there. Yeah. They both think they're God.
7: Yeah, but, but it's different sides of building. It's Barack's, he thinks he's some kind of humanitarian for some reason, and uh, Trump has the, the business mind ego. So it's two two different sides of the same coin. It's ridiculous ego, but it's wrapped in you know one different thing.
5: Well, I, oh, yeah. I, I want to I I tell you a sentence that kind of caught my attention in his book, uh, The Art of the Deal. He's like, you know, who's great, and who's going to have their name in history, and who's going to, you know, and basically he's saying, eagle, eagle worship me. How do, you, how do you keep score? Well, it's money. Whoever makes the most money, that's how you keep score. Like, dude, seriously. What about family? What about kids? What about raising really good, mature, happy people? Like, gee.
1: We need
4: a humility we, what, what I was trying to say was that, in addition to Go, all those on. things that everybody yeah, yeah. usually in addition to all those things that everybody usually identifies as a requirement in a, a great leader, a top person, we need humility. we need one of us, we need somebody who's not going to forget that they 're one of us we, don't, we need somebody who who knows exactly not I feel your pain because i 'm pandering but somebody who actually really knows our lives because they lived it. And who is willing, willing to make it as easy on us as possible, where possible, and to encourage us to do the difficult things that need to get done that can't be done without the people's help. Government can't solve problems without the people being willing. And they're not going to, I don't see them being willing with Donald Trump or Barack Obama or so far any of these people. We need humble. Okay, somebody who who's not caught up in ego. I'm important. No, somebody, but, you're important.
2: But they the Such a said that none. Of, such as said none of those uh, folks. And unfortunately, so we far. only got about uh, yeah, we only got about 25 minutes left of the show. And next week we'll be uh, doing more about uh, talking in depth, kind of our pre-debate show uh, that we'll have on next week. Uh, perhaps we we'll have some uh, guests on that I'm working on here. But anyhow, uh, so you said none of them so far. Do you see anyone else, any other candidates uh, coming into the ring? Do you think there's time, or do you think anyone would even still do so, since it seems like such a crowded field already?
4: I think it's an entire waste of time to waste too much time with these people, Um, really. I'm not (laughs) saying don't pay attention. Because we don't want to have the status quo slip another fast one on, uh, you know, so we have a choice of the uh, evil of two lesser's to vote for. But <laughs> yeah. um, even though, even though it's important who becomes the next president, we're a long ways off, and hey, Dan? we're getting, yeah.
3: Dan, hang on. If Kelly? Do you see that Susan is trying to call you? Yo, Kelly. Oh, I think he might. Be Kelly trying might be addressing to... that right now. Yeah, he might. No, if he gets her
4: in, I'll shut up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan.
4: Well, the point is what Trump is saying is only remarkable because he's a presidential candidate, because he's getting press. I'm saying that. You're saying that. I can. I, I have a list, an uh, uh, email list, et cetera. I could find you 200 people by tomorrow night who could dress nice, get a shave, get a haircut, or have their hair done, if they're a woman or whatever, uh, put on something nice, and go up there and say even more eloquently and more directly exactly the kind of things that need to be said. And are any of those people worth being president? In my opinion, more than anybody who's running so far, there's a couple who might prove themselves to me. I have yet to see it. All right? I see a lot of words. I don't see a lot of substance there. And should all those 200 people have a chance to run for president? Yeah, maybe a chance, but I don't think most of them would do it. There's, you look at the great statesmen and, and women. Look at the great leaders throughout history, the ones who were not only strong leaders, who not only were powerful leaders, charismatic, but who actually benefited the lives of their people and of their countries and of the world. All right. Now, well, that's what we need. We need somebody great. We need somebody far beyond anything that's running on any level that I see, and I know they're out there. They exist. I actually think I might know a few, and they're, they're starting to enter politics, etc. but we can't just settle anymore. We can't have somebody who says the right thing, gets in, and does the wrong thing, and we can't have somebody who is so out of touch that they, they will lie to us cheat us, steal from us, take our liberties. We need somebody who knows how important that is to us, because they are us. I would vote for any one of you right now over any one of them.
2: Thank you. Hold on, oh hold on gentlemen, ladies. We do there. have, uh, <laughs> and I appreciate that, and we do have, uh, uh, we do have, we really, have Susan on the line. They're there with Kelly. Susan, you there?
5: Um, Kelly's here. I, I couldn't bring her in from Idaho. Oh, by the way, do you know they're trying to outlaw the state of Idaho?
4: What? Do you know that? Yeah. Where where, where where will our potatoes come from?
5: Oh, I know. But see, what happens is if you take the state of Idaho and turn it on its side, it looks like a gun, and that's just too Um, politically sensitive. We've said that before. Florida is, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Florida's a gun,
3: too.
5: (laughs) Oh by the way, speaking of uh speaking of political correctness, I figured out what I'm gonna do so I'm not accused of being a racist bigot, you know, in a homosexual thing and oh, oh they are white people, you just hate all homosexuals like, no I don't, I've had many uh homosexual friends like in college and stuff. But anyway, you know, I figured out what I'd do is I put a dad in a paper, you know, wanted gay gay black men for conversation at Starbucks who we can play chess or talk or whatever. Now the only problem is I'm gonna have to, I have a hard time figuring out if he's black.
1: Right. Are that, you that's blind?
4: a joke. Hey, uh, so, you, oh, so Kelly, real, real quick. You know, so uh, a blind person
2: can't Hold on, Cal- hold, hold on Dan. Hold on. Uh, to Kelly, I guess you're unable to bring Susan in. Is that what you said? I may have missed that.
5: Oh, I know I, I couldn't get her in. I'm on three-way. But I encourage her to come back uh, next Wednesday. So,
2: no, but, certainly. By okay, the way, go someone, ahead,
5: gentlemen. Let's yeah. go ahead and uh, yeah. by, by, by the way, some some of my jokes you have to think about it a little bit and then best up laughing, you, you know,
3: like Hey guys. Let me let me read you what she wrote then, so at least um she she can get her words out there, okay? All right. Uh All I right. think uh, it's dealing like with uh, McCain. Hell-bent on arming opposition forces in Syria, despite strong evidence that they were run by Islamic terrorists, John McCain displayed behavior unbecoming of, of the United States, of a of United States senator, during a recent meeting with Syrian Christian leaders uh, touring Capitol Hill. McCain marched into the committee room yelling, according to a high-level source that attended the meeting, and quickly stormed out. He was incredibly rude, the source told Judicial Watch, because he didn't even he didn't think that Syrian church leaders should even be allowed in the room. Following the shameful tantrum, McCain re entered the room and sat briefly, but refused to make eye contact with the participants, instead ignoring them by looking down at what appeared to be random papers. The outburst was so embarrassing that Senator Graham also an advocate of the U.S. uh, military intervention in Syria, apologized for McCain's disturbing outburst. uh, Graham actually apologized to the group for McCain's behavior, according to the source who sat through the entire meeting. It was truly unbelievable. The The misconception is that the forces opposing the dictators in their own country are in opposition mainly because of the brutality and that that makes them the good guys. The obvious conclusion being that removal of the dictators will result in a more humane society. The poster child of such only good will come from, from outing the bad is President Car- Jimmy Carter, uh, out with the evil Shah of her Iran and in with the Saint Khomeini. But look at that track record in general. Out with the evil Chiang Kai-shek, in with Mao. Out with Batista, in with Castro. Out with Mubarak, in with Morsi. How ec- ecumenical was his caliphate going to be? And now the administration is targeting Assad, who basically protected Christians and other religious minorities. He is to, re- he re- he's to be replaced with Who? and you can read more about it at this um um american thinker uh, um article and she's got the um link here for it and i'll send you guys that link
1: thank you and cool. very, very
3: good uh this who, who said uh, this Susan, uh she you know what um she's got something go- like she's got something going where she's um uh, she's the leader of a group of some sort, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but anyway, oh. um, Iraq worse for Christians now than under Saddam Hussein. That's another um, thing she's she's left several things here for me, and I'll just oh. send them I'll send those That's things nice. on to you
8: oh yeah, please uh-huh
3: there, there yeah, was a I
8: couldn't
7: I couldn't agree with her more. That's why I'm a fan of isolationism. I feel like uh-huh. globalization has hurt the American people more than anything we've done in the last 20 years. We're shipping jobs out, uh, not bringing them back, and also we're bringing in uh, the technical and skilled class of other countries to compete with ours. So at what point do we say the American people are just having a losing out uh, just with globalization? It's like competition is good, but... Who are we competing against, and why are we competing against them? They You're don't right his, they didn't found yes. this republic, and I think it's ridiculous to put the American people in that situation. So I'm I'm anti-globalization all day. Well,
4: here's here's the thing. Um, first of all, some things can be done immediately, but some things should be done not gradually, like to try and get people used to it, but gradually. So you dump don't dump people off the deep end. Like, I wouldn't get rid of, if I was the president, I would never get rid of any social program whatsoever until the economy had recovered to a point where there were jobs available for these people, because if you dump them now, they will starve to death. They've got nothing to do. And a lot of that is down to this globalization, where we have um, we have more illegal Americans, almost as many, according to the government's own figures and in the real figures, more illegals working here than unemployed Americans. If they weren't here, then there would be somebody have to fill the jobs and it'd be us And we're favoring giant corporations and crony capitalist pals of the administration the deal in crowd rather than thinking about I'm with no opposition to foreign trade but free foreign trade means free it means without interference which means that if a foreign government and I don't care about these international trade organizations they're bullshit they're powerless anyway Um, if there's a foreign government like China which is dumping stuff at below cost to try and knock our people out of business so that they can take the business and then do what they want with it then it's perfectly appropriate to say you're not permitted to do that in our country here's what we're going to do we've investigated and found that you're doing whatever you're doing we're going to do exactly the same to your goods okay so there you go if if you're undercutting the price it's going to be the same price as our domestically produced goods. But the problem with this sort of thing is you can't do it immediately, maybe within even a year or two, because Americans can tool up pretty damn quick. But we don't have the factories. We don't produce clothing. We don't produce shoes, with a few notable exceptions. We don't produce a lot of things that we should be producing to be self-sufficient. And with 300 million Americans in one of the richest countries in terms of natural resources on Earth, we certainly could. And then we could be exporting. So any country that is willing to have free open trade without special deals, without, you know, any favors or, or you know benefits being given to their industry to, to make them you know over competitive with our guys, we'll do business with. If you want to do it on an even trade, that's fine. And there are countries that'll produce things that we don't produce um, indigenous art or specialty foods. America does not have the capacity to grow many bananas. We can grow some pineapples, but not enough, so they've got to come from other places. Fine, absolutely fine. We have things that they want. That's international trade. But the whole idea of this one-world economy, this this idea of globalization to treat every single one of us worldwide, not just here in America, as a consumer who is given the illusion of a choice between the goods that are presented to them and no other choice is available, and they can't produce their own, uh, that's absolutely wrong. So you you, you hit it on the nail, but we have to be extremely careful how we go about this. Assuming the very best case, assuming that we were able to sweep the country locally, countywide, statewide, nationally, all branches of government were seized by constitutionalists. We still couldn't fix things overnight. Yeah, we could get rid of the Department of Education overnight, nobody'd miss it. We could get rid of ATF overnight and assign whatever few functions that they actually do that are good to FBI and nobody would feel bad. It'd be good. It'd be a great thing. A lot less people locked up. We could immediately stop the war on drugs and simply allow adults to do what they want and merely prosecute them if they're messing with kids or committing crimes because of their addiction or because of of their, uh, you know, they wouldn't have to have turf wars. You know, you don't see gas stations having price wars shooting each other. You don't see uh, companies that sell uh, produce or that sell merchandise actually cutting each other's throats when they cut prices. I mean, business is a cutthroat thing, but it only becomes deadly when you start locking people up and making it illegal, and that does corrupt us, and that's part of international trade, too. I think the only reason that the United States of America is still even as prosperous as we are is because a a significant portion of our economy is in the black market and the gray market. We all know what the black market is. That's illegal drugs, things like that, where it's completely, completely off-grid. But then there are the gray market, and it's not named after me, although I did have a company named that once. And what that is <laughs> is people who are doing otherwise perfectly legal things. They're buying and selling cars, they're buying and, you know trading I'll build your deck if uh you'll give me whatever you've got. You know, they're bartering, they're dealing with cash and they're just not Bothering to report it and account for it and get taxed on it and get regulated on it. If oh, by the way, in yeah, was...
5: California, you have to have a permit to build a deck now.
4: Oh, yeah, most uh-huh. places. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sure.
5: Too. Uh-huh. Oh, and and it has to be stamped by an engineer, and there has to be a soils report.
4: What? Yeah. <laughs> to to take some <laughs> boards and uh, what you build, you dig you dig some footers in the ground, you stick in a tube, you pour concrete. While it's still set, you stick a 2x4 uh, uh, four or a four 4x8 or whatever you've got to use in there. And then as soon as it sets, you start it's cutting awesome. lumber. and well, I, it together. Actually,
5: actually, I've looked at a couple of these, and the way they had designed it themselves, it would yeah. add an additional load to the wall footing of the house, which would cause uneven settling and insurance. Oh, that's why the insurance company didn't want to make a claim payout on a cracked... Uh, drywall from the foundation ceiling. There's always logic, and the logic is insurance companies don't want to pay out money. Anyway, hey, I want to talk about Rick Rick Perry for a sec for a short little spit. Um, saw a commercial. He was on uh, Glenn Beck, hey, and he's hey, Kelly.
3: Wait a minute, Kelly. Can you? Ha- I want to ask uh, Naj something because he he was talking about we were talking about the the situation with the the Muslims over there and how we should be. Uh, we should be out of there and not uh, we shouldn't be in there at all and they're doing anything let me ask you this though Naj um, seeing as how our our politicians have um, you know set up all these terrible people these terrible governments uh, they got rid of our little uh, under our thumb politi- uh dictators and now we have you know radical Muslims at the lead, and they're basically eradicating all Christians. Is there anything that you would say that we should do to protect those Christians against the annihilation that they are facing right now?
7: I would just simply say that nobody gives you freedom. You get your freedom on your own. And us being over there allows the the crazies to always blame the West. Oh, the infidels did this, the infidels did that. We leave. Now you have to govern. Now you have to fix your country on your own. Now you have to deal with the terrorists that are in your midst, and you can't blame anything on the West, and it's all up to you to fix it. And I think you put that burden on them. I think that changes a whole lot of things as far as how much terrorism goes on over there and what they're accountable for. So in my mind, we always are – Uh, easy scapegoat just by our presence over there. Uh, I think it's a huge mistake. Well, no, I I agree
2: with this guy. I I
5: really
7: do because... Go
5: ahead, Kelly. We
2: unfortunately running out of time.
5: Okay, well, actually, you know, with the Iraq uh, war, at first I was um, against it. Then I was like, uh, neutral. No, actually, at first I was neutral. Then I was against it because it's just basically we want their oil. And then against the pullout... Oh my gosh! If we leave, I mean, we we've, we essentially wrecked the country, okay? If we leave, we pull out instantaneously. Civil order would break down, and it would be an absolute disaster.
2: Well, you know, yeah, but that's of what course, it is Kelly, because pulling out before <laughs> <towards laughs> time is always bad.
7: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, that, that's know. what it
7: is now. It's, it's disaster over there right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, so the same thing. have the, same, thing. You have the yeah. same groups have been fighting each other for thousands of years, fighting uh, Shia, Sunni, and all these different little uh, sects, fighting against each other. And it would be the same thing whether we're there or not. Now, our whole policy has always been put a strong man in there who can kind of keep them separated and keep business as usual going. But uh, I just think I just don't think it. it the benefits uh, outweigh how much we lose by going over there and dealing with those
3: folks.
5: I
7: agree.
3: Well, I I, I hate to see uh, the absolute uh, uh, annihilation of these Christians. I, I mean, I guess I, there's just I'm looking for a place for them to run to. There's not even a place for them to run to. You know, uh, if we yeah, don't but that's
7: help that's them. what we have the, the UN policy and all that stuff for. How about the UN do its actual job? and take care of refugees, and take care of people who are facing humanitarian, you know, genocide. Like, that's what they're supposed to be doing.
1: But so know, the Belgium.
7: Belgium
5: pulled a lot of Christians out of Syria. So that was way cool. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, all right, what yeah. were you going to say, Kelly, real quick? As oh, talking. Rick
5: Perry. Um, saw a commercial tonight with him. He's sitting around a table in, like, some yard, you know, kind of just casually talking to people over a beer. And he says, you know, the governor of Texas... You know, I told Ted, hey, you're not going to take further of the border than Texas will, and we started doing it. You know, it's a nice little casual clip, you know, kind of the way it was set up. And But I remember the 2012 campaign where there was these things called fake politicians. I'm leading up to another funny. So the fake politicians network on YouTube, hi, I'm fake Mitt Romney, which <laughs> sounds a lot like the real Mitt Romney. Well, they did one on Rick Perry, and it's just a lot of people are complaining that they don't have a big... Um, um, Search the V or the vocabulary, yeah, 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 and then I don't study that 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 book, that the the book that the, the, what, the starts with the search of the d i that big book of words, you know, I, I they just don't, you know,
4: it's so funny. Oh, was he wearing his sexy glasses?
5: <laughs>
7: uh, no, he wasn't. <laughs>
4: Now I'll tell you what. I, mean, got I, I wish we glasses. could have
7: the information of, of his staff telling him how many points those glasses raised. Uh, what people thought of his intelligence? Because I, I, I clearly <laughs> think that's a political play. Like that's that's a it play. Was. That's like when they tell politicians to roll up their sleeves when you're supposedly working hard. Yeah, I think well, those well, glasses are strategic.
4: None of that. None of that trumps Hillary's
1: pantsuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh pant my Right. Yeah. Yeah, she does it.
7: <laughs> Manipulation all day, man. <laughs> uh, by by the way, yeah. I
5: figured out who Hillary's uh, makeup artist is. Um,
4: uh, did the did the person work in a mortuary previously?
5: No, 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 no. It, it, the makeup artist is the same makeup person that did uh, Gollum on the on the Hobbit.
4: Well, no, you're thinking of Koskinen. Koskinen is the uh, head of the IRS. I swear to God, he is. The same. It's, you look at him. You know, all you need to do is yeah. like put him in a loincloth in a swamp someplace. You know, clutching a little gold ring, and it's the same guy.
1: Mm,
8: well,
7: my
4: precious.
8: <laughs> oh, stop that.
7: <laughs> and these are the people we determine are qualified to rule.
4: Well, you know, here's like I was saying, humility. How about somebody who puts us first? Somebody who's one of us. You know, here's a good litmus test, and and obviously it's not perfect because there are people who are from common backgrounds who are completely corruptible or already corrupt. Just like there are probably people somewhere who are from the elite who, you know, Mother Teresa was rich and she gave it up. She was born a, a wealthy young lady. Um, Washington was rich, and he, he certainly didn't make money off of the revolution. It cost him. Um, but in general terms. If they're part of and parcel, if they're related to, friends with, hang out with, have worked for exclusively those who have been responsible for screwing us around so bad, I say, why do we want to even listen to what they have to
1: say?
5: You know, uh, one of us, you know, I go, I go back to, uh, well, I, I got one candidate that I think would really be good. It was one of us who works a day job He makes people happy.
2: Yeah, real quick, um, Kelly. Real quick. Real quick. I want to give uh, just a few moments uh, for Cindy. She's got to go, Cindy. So I know you just you uh, you've got to go. So just go ahead and uh, give us your uh, quick goodbyes, and then we'll let you go for an evening. Thank you very much, Cindy. I'm glad you uh, stayed as long as you uh, did. So go ahead.
3: Oh, I'm, I'll just say goodbye. I'm. I'm. You know, there's not much time left, but I. I really intended to leave at eleven o'clock. So, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been We definitely appreciate
2: uh, you staying on for the uh, the show, the entire show.
3: All right. Well, see you guys later. Thanks, Holly, for calling in. Absolutely. And nice to hear from you, too, Naj. Everybody. See y'all next Wednesday.
2: Well, see you next Wednesday. It's going to be a fun show. You know, it looks like. Yeah, unfortunately, we have uh, about eleven minutes left, and of course, the last five of
4: it or so. Yeah, but I want to hear Kelly's endorsement. I need to, uh, I, I need to I close things up. Well, good night,
8: yeah. Good night, guys. Seeing with you
4: all.
2: you too. Uh, it's great to have you back on the show. Kelly, how right. are you, Endorse. All right, next
8: week. Next week. Night,
5: night.
2: We'll see you next week. Night. Good night,
5: Grant. Okay. Good night. All right. Um, okay, so, you know, we want somebody who's just like us, who works a day job and all that. You know, he understands the plight of the common man. All right, so you got, um, you know, we talked about Walker. He doesn't have an ego, that's a good thing, but he kind of has to be pushed to do what he gets done. On the other hand, um, Trump is totally super motivated. I mean, he's like a double, uh, triple type A, go get him kind of guy, but he's got this ego As high as this guy, okay. But you know what? I'm still leaning towards uh, Bozo the Clown. He doesn't have an ego. He gets things on his own. The only problem is trust. Trust is an issue because there's a lot of people that have had nightmares about clowns.
2: I don't like clowns. (laughs) Clowns are sad. My daughter doesn't like clowns. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, we'll have to go ahead and uh, take our uh, closing thoughts here uh, before I uh, close the show out. And literally, each person take uh, just a few moments uh, for that. Cause then, unfortunately, I have to close things out. Of course, we will start with you, Holly, uh, giving deference to the ladies first, of course. And then we'll go to you, and Naj, and then Dan, and Kelly. And then I'll close things up. But uh, unfortunately, we we'll have to make them pretty brief because uh, we only got about four minutes before I got to close things out. So, I guess about a uh, minute to each person. So uh, a little less than nice. Go ahead, Holly.
6: Okay, just real quickly, um, to Harriet's point, foreign policy, I'd rather fight him over there than over here, even though we're having the lone wolves over here. Um, what happened in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Fort Hood, go on and on. Um, it's, it makes my blood boil. And then to have a POTUS that won't even lower the flag to have staff for that, it takes five mm-hmm. days for him to do that. Um, I will let you know I'm, I'm around mm-hmm. a lot of veterans with the Patriot Guard Riders they're not happy i don't i can't even verbally say um how unhappy they are and they have taken an oath domestic or foreign um so basically thank you for having me robert really enjoyed the show tonight um god bless america and we're just stay the course everybody fight the good fight god bless everybody
2: we appreciate that, Holly. Thank you. And, of course, uh, remember to uh, give folks the link. Share the link out the folks, whether you email it or send it to them on Twitter or your Facebook page. for They can listen to the podcast, and, of course, they can share the podcast uh, themselves uh, so they can uh, listen to the show and hopefully uh, be able to uh, get some motivated, call in, and be a part of the show, too. Uh, so let's go ahead, Nash.
7: Yeah, I guess just because of what I've seen tonight, I I have to say this, but uh, Sam Debose, another black person, has been hashtagged. Uh, Looks like it was a DUI stop that turned fatal. He was shot in the head. And the cop who actually shot him was backed up by the cops who were on the scene, and they lied about the event. The video came out tonight and exposed the lies. Uh, the DA is actually going for a murder charge against him, so it looks like there will be no riots or civil unrest uh, because he's being prosecuted. But, man, this, this is tough to deal with every day, and uh, hopefully I don't see any more hashtags this summer.
2: Now well, let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to you, Dan, and then Kelly, and then I have to close things out. Uh, we each, as I say, get about a minute, a little less. Go ahead, Dan.
4: What Nash says is true. And I've worked for police departments in the past. Um, There are good guys and bad guys and gals in every profession. And we not only see corrupt cops, we see corrupt teachers messing with children. We see priests messing with children. We see Boy Scout leaders, Girl Scout leaders. We see doctors. We see Bill Cosby, for God's sakes. I mean, it's not the fact that there's... uh, bad person out there it's that the bad person gets into a position of power and that the authorities who the political authorities who uh... run that support and condone it the only way to get rid of that sort of thing you're always going to have one who might slip through but to get a decent police force a decent uh... group of people in any profession is to reform it to get rid of the corruption to take out their leadership and i have heard a lot of people not on tonight's show over the last few weeks saying America is done, it's dead, it's over, rest in peace. And my answer to them is not while we can fight it, ain't, not while I draw breath. You got it? Good.
1: Indeed. Great no, I
5: appreciate that. That was a good one uh, for the last
2: comments. Go ahead, Kelly, and then, unfortunately, i make it very briefly. I have to close things out.
5: You know, no, I'm glad you brought that to my attention, Um I'm sure uh, Daniel Smith with Panda is on that already, or his contacts will be calling him and he'll probably be going to the scene. We have a grand jury. I hope the prosecutor gets in front of the grand jury, all the evidence. Don't let the frickin' cop come before the grand jury, because you don't do that. That was a big mess with Ferguson. Anyway, um, it's really sad when a human being is, I mean, I've known so many black people along my path of life, and like maybe a whole bunch, but gosh, beautiful people. why would anybody take a life when it's not necessary? I I just, you know, the creativity that person could give us, um, the blessings in this life any human being could give us, I think those cops need to be put away um, that's a whole other story. But anyway, I I guess I just want to say, you know, right now I'm just saying, hey, those are the clowns. You won't notice any difference (laughs) if you elect him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) From Obubu. And uh, that is the show for tonight, folks. Uh, Definitely share the link uh, with folks, whether you do it directly or come here to Blog Talk Radio and download the show. Uh, You can hear it on the podcast, uh, also available on iTunes. Uh, So definitely get that out to folks. We'd really appreciate it. If you aren't already following the show, go ahead and click that follow button where you can get emails. Or you can contact me from the contact page. We can see a link there uh, from tonight's show. And now we'll end tonight, as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Thanks again, everyone. We will see you next week. And good night and take care.
6: All right. Good night, everyone.